guys, welcome to episode 72 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports, where we talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 72, we will catch up on the Detroit Tigers and do um, basically a full breakdown of the Detroit Lions, the game against the Bears. Not a not a pretty one, but uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to preview the upcoming game against the Packers. We'll make some picks against the spread. And, of course, we'll grade some Michigan beer. It's a nice and short, sweet introduction. I'm Sam Waltart. With me today we got Ryan Waltart and Jarrett Fenema coming back. That's right, baby. Uh, feeling in hot. Uh, we had a couple guys calling sick late. Not sick. I shouldn't say sick in this <laughs> in this era. That was not. They and were that, not and sick. And then actually Jarrett called in sick late. <laughs> and then it turns out he, he passes uh, his COVID test, right? Yeah, That's yeah, right. exactly. Rapid test, baby. Gotta get that rapid them. test. The rapid yeah. test was, was working tonight. We had, it took six <laughs> six tries to get a positive one. Or negative one, <laughs> yeah. I mean. But. Yeah, it was positive eight straight times. That's <laughs> but okay. But we, we got the negative we needed. So. That's why you're welcome. Yeah, so... Uh, Thanks for jumping in, Jarrett. Really appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Ryan, let's tell everybody what we did this weekend. Yeah, I actually have something to talk yeah, about this you time, actually right? do. So Lately, I'll I've been let, like, I, don't, I have no idea what I did. I'll let you start us off and, what, and tell everybody what, what we did, and then I'll, I'll chime in if I need to. You might have just actually nail it perfectly. We'll see. Well, well yeah. The, so the for the first time in uh, all year, I took a day off of work. Yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> step one. It's a big deal. Accomplished a goal, yeah. So uh, we you, actually went up to Elk Rapids. Yeah, you did it to spend it with me, too. Exactly. I, I we spent some very, time together. I feel very honored by that. Yep. My, uh, my wife and I went up there with Sam and his wife, and we spent the weekend just kind of relaxing. Uh, I was gonna say relax around the pool and shoot some b ball, but we, we didn't, didn't do, do either, one of, either those. one of those. No pool. Yeah, it was just great just to get away. We, we there was a cottage that we went to. Um, I don't know. I had a good time. Went to some breweries, got some some food, and, yeah. and just kind of hung out. We hit shorts. We did some wine tasting. Wine tasting was great. Yeah, yeah. that was really fun. If only what Jared's got a weird face. Yeah, what? There. <laughs> just keep, let's, keep let's, going. Keep what's going. wrong with our wine tasting? <laughs> Nothing at all. You're, you're that wife, wasn't what your I was wife's from about. up north. Yeah. yeah. She's right from up near Traverse City. Yeah. So yeah. it's like just Old Mission, Old Mission. That was the theme, yeah, of, theme yeah. of, the, yeah. of the whole trip. Yeah. That was a good one for sure. Yeah. We had a good time. The wife's had a good time. Uh, we played a lot of cards, which was fun. I think I played yeah. Solitaire 700 times. <laughs> Did you? You <laughs> and won once at least. Sell. I won Solitaire once and I won Free Sell pretty much every time. I mean, you yeah, Free Sell so Is easy. Is it really that easy? I didn't I, realize it was that easy. I didn't know it was easy. I don't know Free Sell. You don't know Free Sell? Yeah. Computer game? Usually it's a computer one, but. Yeah, Euchre's good, but Andrew doesn't know how, so oh, yeah. otherwise we, were, we wouldn't have been able Does Jill know how? I don't <laughs> think, I don't think she would have done it. No. no. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a really Spitzer. good time. Spitzer is the game that yeah. everybody needs to learn. You're going to have to teach me that, that one. one either. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, we'll have to do that sometime. Yeah, that sounds fun. Jarrett, can you like share with the audience where you've been? So you've been uh, running your own podcast, yeah. right? Can you tell, yeah. tell everybody so a little bit about that? I know... For all of you watching, you're obviously Disney fans too. And <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, so, yes. we're, we're honestly just using him obviously so he shares it. Together. He's going to share all of this podcast with all of his followers. Oh, let's yeah. do it. Let's share. Right. So, all right, it'll be state good. of my sports coming yep. to the happiest podcast on earth. <laughs> right, um, but yeah, so happiest podcast on earth. If you're a Disney fan, obviously, uh, you need to check us out. We have a lot of fun. A lot of us worked for Disney um, for a while. We're all friends from there, so we just have a lot of fun. Uh, it's not that boring, just let's talk about Disney news sort of podcast. It <laughs> yeah. is a, you know, we get down and dirty and laugh and entertain ourselves and play games and all that stuff. So that's awesome. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy yeah. it. And 
uh, just became a Disney travel agent too. Did you really? So I didn't know. If that. you're what? looking to book a Disney vacation, oh wow, just, just plug. plug. Do you have like a plug? Our yeah. plug. You got a promo code that we can uh, like to swipe it out, up baby. or something? We got to swipe up to get the promo. I'm code? not at swipe up status yet. No, Our podcast right. is, but I'm definitely not yeah, there yet. I just started. Left. That's like a I'm timber used to thing. Probably getting swipe left usually. So. No, that's um, awesome. Very yeah, cool. so definitely excited. So definitely, uh, if you want to check me out, for sure, it's yeah. absolutely free, free for you to uh, use me to book your vacation. <laughs> yeah, <free>. so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Well, it is yeah. time to introduce our Michigan beer for seventy episode seventy two. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner at Siciliano's Cis- Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need, whether you know what you want. Yeah, we need to rewrite need, that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I tried <laughs> to. rework. Rework uh, it. Whatever you, Next week. Whatever you, whether you they know got, they got a lot. what you want. Or need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for it. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beer across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They not only have a great selection of craft beer, especially wine, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars, Siciliano's Market is also, has, also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family. And it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beer for each and every episode. Please check them out and let them know we sent you. So this this episode's a little crazy. So we had a couple guys back out. Jared, I, I forgot to tell you, we we got beer for you. So <laughs> we have it's all right. how many different flavors of beer? We got six different flavors of the beer. Jared, I mean, start us off. With, I actually, I didn't even do what I told you we were going to do. It's okay. But, I'm going to roll with it. I think the beer kind of speaks for itself. So you got the Haze and Blue and the Sparty Party. Tell us why you picked that up. I do. Have you guys rated these yet? So I've rated both of those. You, you definitely have, think, yeah. And I think Micah maybe Couldn't graded remember. one of them. Uh, prob- probably the Michigan. Yeah, the Haze and Blue. Yeah. <laughs> probably that one only. He would <laughs> never right. try this. No, so, he would never do that. So that was kind of the, the big news here was the Big Ten. Yeah. That, that. It, it's gonna it happen. Well, like it's sort of, right? It's like it's half, not, half yeah. news. It's like an eight-team schedule or eight-game schedule. It sounds like crazy. I mean, I don't, do you have the most up-to-date information before we get into so our beer intros? Or if no? you haven't heard anything about the Big Ten yet, uh, yeah. So the big news is this weekend they were talking about. All right, we're gonna hear something. They're gonna vote on it. The presidents and all that of the universities. Um, so the Nebraska, one of their. I forget what it, his official role is. It's not he's not the president of Nebraska. He is yeah. the he, system president. Okay. Ted Carter was <laughs> caught on a hot mic uh saying that an announcement will come later Tuesday, which is right now. Uh we're getting ready to announce the Huskers and Big 10 football tonight. He said with a hot mic, so everybody heard it, and oh that my was gosh. just all the news today. Was everybody was flipping out, just waiting. All right, Big Ten is happening. I wonder Here if he's going to be the president of the system anymore. After that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, know. first of all, what so, kind of title is that? And yeah. Second, you just ruined everything. Everything what good you had that? going. Assistant to the assistant, assistant to, to the, the system. <laughs> yeah, president. assistant to the system. Um, so, Jared. Is that basically all? That's all we have for now. Like, I, I have a feeling our phones are going to go off mid-show, yeah. and we're going to have to change change pace and, like, and that's, maybe talk that's about what that a little bit. But that's what everybody's expecting right now. So I've been going through Twitter and stuff, reading, you know, and I I don't. I'm just excited. If I would love if all conferences could play. I yeah. I'm an SEC guy. That's how I roll. I know. I know. Shoot me. But <laughs> um, weird. 
It is. <laughs> I Whoa, know. Too far. But I would love <laughs> for the Big Ten and like Pac-12 to play still. Uh, and that was very positive news. So now on Twitter, everybody's just been like, what's happening? Yeah. Where's the announcement? We all know it's coming. Uh, it would be a very big disappointment if they came out and said we're not playing football right. at this oh, point because now everybody's so hyped. Yeah, we have, uh, uh, but li- that is the news. We're just waiting. Yeah, listen, yeah. listener Jill says they're going to announce that they have an announcement. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of sums it up. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you got two beers there, so, and you actually you 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 stopped at Siciliano's Market. So I did. I didn't lie to our listeners. Like it, yeah. where, it is where we stopped, and you actually stopped there too. So yeah, so if you're tell in, everybody what you're drinking, where it's from. If you're in Grand Rapids, like they say in the old. Uh, the whole sponsorship here. Siciliano's is great. They have uh, so many options. I was, like, overwhelmed by how many <laughs> options they have. Um, but I had to go. I just found it, and I didn't know that they rated this or anything. But Haze and Blue uh, with just the cool, obviously, Maize and Blue can. Uh, it's a New England IPA from Big Lake Brewing. Uh, and then they also have Sparty Party, uh, which is a juicy New England IPA. Uh, so both are from Big Lake Brewing. Yeah, uh, I had to do it because of the Big Ten. I was hoping that by the time we recorded, the announcement would have been yeah, made. Right. So I was like, "This is the only reason I had but to do it." By the time this is done, hopefully we have a, an answer, yeah. and then we'll get a grade from you at the end. Yeah, I like it. All right, so I am literally drinking. For those of you watching right now, both are open because I'm just taking a sip by sip of each one. <laughs> so that comparing, you'll have to compare right? it by yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a non-biased opinion because I'm a Gator fan. Yeah. So SEC it doesn't opinion. matter what I have here. I don't Wait, have an a favorite. SEC opinion. I think we know where this is going. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, here we like, go. These are both garbage. But <laughs> SEC would make much better beer. Both are very yeah. flat. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyways. All right, Ryan. Go. You're drinking Two beers over there. We're yeah, going to introduce two of, two of them. All right. So the first one is Toasted Brunette Coconut Brown Ale from Trail Point Brewing Company. Uh, I'm, I've been looking this whole time, the entire time that you were just introducing your two <laughs> beers, Jarrett. I was looking for the percentage on this. The alcohol percentage, I couldn't find not, it anywhere. Not on there? Yeah. Mine doesn't either. <clears throat> really? I yeah, got mine. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, th- this, this is... So, right off the bat, I can tell you, as a brunette or as a blonde beer, this is, this is good. <laughs> I just kind of... Toasted brunette, but it's a black. Wait a second. What's I'm going very on? confused. Yeah, I am too. I got to rethink. Like, Anyways, what I just thought about this beer. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> what's going on? But there's a there's it's a, a fun strong <laughs> coconut flavor to it. Yeah, All I right. agree. I'm gonna op- I'm gonna introduce the second one here. All right, it's yeah. Grand Armory Brewing Company. I'm drinking ki- uh, strawberry kiwi grindage. 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 What is this? Come on. I don't know. They always use that see. word. I oh, know they do. Yeah, Grand Armory Grindage. always use that word. How many times have we me? talked about this on the podcast? We, we, we still haven't got any answers, so I don't know. I'm Grand gonna go, Armory needs to reach out. I'm going to go Strawberry Kiwi Grindage. This is a 6.5 percenter. Um, I think I said Grindage last night. I oh, think you did too. Grindage. <laughs> it's got to be got to be Grindage. All right, so Strawberry <laughs> Kiwi Grindage. Grindage. All right, awesome. That's from Grand Armory. Yes. Awesome. All right. I am drinking, uh, well, there's two of them in front of me, but the first one I'm going to do that I'm going to introduce is Greenbush. So this is really difficult, and I'm going to have an answer by the end of the episode. So Siciliano's uh, recommended Greenbush Brewing Company uh, a few weeks ago, and by the time like we started drinking the can, I was like, no, it's Chicago. Like, oh, shoot, we screwed up. It's not a Michigan beer, but they, I'm being told knew. that it's, yeah, yep. Uh, Katie knew that it was a, they also have a Michigan location. It's not on the can. I got to, I should have looked that up before we started recording, um, but we will get to that. But anyways, it is Star Chicken Shotgun IPA, uh, like I said, from Greenbush Brewing Company. It's 6.8% alcohol. 
Um, and so far, I mean, it, it's got a nice little flavor to it. So uh, that is the one I'm drinking here. And then a very familiar face um, over here with the Hops Shadow Box. Um, it is their dark lager. Um, I'll actually tell you a little bit more about that when we start getting into our picks and start reading some sponsorship reads with, with the Hops. Uh, we all know how much we love the Hops. Um, so I've actually never graded Shadow Box. Ryan, you have. I think multiple One was times. called Schwarzbeer, actually. Yeah, Schwarzbeer, Shadowbox. It's their, um, it's their award winner. Yeah, so I think, uh, Jarrett, you're going to grade all of them by the end of this at oh. some point. Okay. And then we'll we'll grade all four of these. Or you grade two and I'll grade two, maybe? Sure, yeah. yeah. We'll see how it Wait, goes. I'm grading every single one. Every single one. <laughs> you have to drink a full one and you're going to like it, Find too. me passed out on the back <laughs> patio. <laughs> you're you're going to like it, too, I tell you. Okay, you, I'm in. No other, no other excuses here. YOLO. Tastes like strawberries. On a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries And that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me in Breathe me out Here we go. Here we go. I'd rather right. listen to the song. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be the Can full talk about that'll something. That'll be the full segment. Um, all right, so let's just start with the recap. Uh, like 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 we said earlier, we were going to talk some Detroit Lions versus Chicago Bears and the results and uh, recap that game. We're going to talk about the the bad, the ugly, the good. And we'll play a little bit of a blame game here as well and see where, where we put most of the blame on that, that loss. But anyways, in Detroit Lions fashion, the Lions lost their opener against the Bears 27-23 to after being outscored 21 to zero in the fourth quarter. Stafford went 24 of 42 for 297 yards, one touchdown to TJ Hawkinson, who had four more catches and a total of 56 yards. Uh, Stafford had a crucial sack and interception that we'll get into a little bit. Uh, but Amendola also had five receptions for 81 yards and Cephas three catches on 10 targets, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's a lot of targets. Uh, for 43 yards. Um, AP. Uh, had had a really good game and which is awesome, Jarrett. I know you you have your that's Always familiar with heart. you. Uh, I, I take back everything I just said last yeah, week. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, do not listen to episode seventy one. Uh, but he had a really good game with ninety three yards on fourteen rushes with a six point six average. He also had uh, three catches for twenty one more yards. Uh, defensively, the Lions did uh, a great job um, holding the Bears to two of eleven on third down. I thought that was really big number there, uh, which is, is is a step in the right direction for the Lions from from last year. Uh, Trubisky, uh, twenty of thirty six for two hundred forty two yards and three touchdowns, all in the fourth quarter. Uh, we'll kind of talk a little bit more about how how all that went down. And the Bears ran for 149 yards rushing in the win. Uh, each team had one stack, and the Lions had the only turnover with the Stafford interception. All right, so that is basically the recap. They lost. It was ugly. They got outscored in the fourth quarter. But I, I think there's a, a lot to unfold. I, and, and look, we're not going to write on anybody's tombstone today. Uh, or, or after week one. I think we've learned a lesson to never do that with the Lions, positive or negatively. Um, but there's a lot of negatives, and there's a lot of ugliness. Uh, but there are some positives that I think we got to take out of this as well. But let's start with the bad and the ugly. Um, Man, it just feels like same old lines. It did. It, 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 that was the first thought it, that came in my head. It felt right? like the same old lines with the loss, but it felt like the same old Matt Patricia Lions um, with 
not, not a very good pass rush. The way we lost, I th- yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, and, and, and to kind of focus on, on what I think is missing, that's the first thing that stands out. They had one sack, it was a forced fumble, all that good stuff. But, like, man, even when they, they got a decent pass rush and we had guys in the backfield, they didn't seal the deal on a guy that they should be. And and that's really frustrating. Yeah, across like, the board. It was it, it was the, the veterans and the rookies. Yeah, getting you know? pressure on the quarterback is one thing, which I think, you know, we, we probably had decent pressure on him. Yeah. At times. At but, times. But, but when he's scrambling, either for positive yards or getting rid of the football, what good does that do? It really does nothing for you at all. Um, I, I think, I mean, that's really where I wanted to start was with, with the pass rush, all of that good stuff. But also, I mean, just timely missed plays. Another one that, that came to mind was I think we had two or three dropped interceptions. Yeah, who had Col- Coleman, Coleman had one had one early th- in the game. Who's number twenty-seven? Uh, Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, that yeah, one was that such one, an easy catch. It was tipped up and yeah. it was like right easy. to his hands Terrible. and he just dropped it. And then was it Tracy Walker that Tracy had Walker. one? That, that was now, a, but a very yes. athletic play. I think Tracy Walker won. Like good luck. Anybody five yards away, a guy throwing full <laughs> making, speed. Yeah, when you're making a jumping catch, good luck. But the way it looked, it's like man, he could have had it. Yeah, it looked you know in, I mean? in slow motion. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Um, but uh, another another negative, uh, the run defense. So I, I got three. that one. That one hurts. Yeah. I, so 149, uh, 49 rushing yards, four point nine average for Montgomery, five point nine average for Cohen. Like I, I was actually surprised that those numbers were that low because, well, like we were listening to uh, the game on the way home from from Elk Rapids. Yep, on the radio for a while. Um, but we ended up watching the game as well. But it was like, man. By the sound of the what what we were hearing on the the radio is like this this run defense was getting destroyed yeah and that's a a big concern yeah going into the schedule well it was mm. supposed to be something that the Lions turned around and we know we don't have a pass rush we we added Julian Aquara with a third round pick where but, was he but that was not well he missed one one sack opportunity really yeah but that he we knew he wasn't going to turn our pass rush around but that's also not the way our team is built it's not designed four pass rushes and like speed back around the edges and all that kind of stuff. We have flowers. He throws his hand in somebody's face. He keeps moving forward. And then eventually when the pocket breaks down, we have guys there. That's, that's the way our defense is lined up. And and then we basically rely on a really good cornerback crew to, yeah. and safety crew to, to solidify the, the DBs. Well, top of that, the, the linebacking crew. And the linebacker, see, and that's I think the most dis- disappointing part of the run defense is our our three. We played a lot of three four. That's our defense is built around three four. So that means we have three people lined up and four linebackers. That also means we have basically two middle linebackers to patrol and any kind of run obvious downs. Those are the guys plugging away at the gaps. Jared Davis, Jelani Tavai. Yeah. And so not only did our defensive linemen not get off their blocks and shed their blocks to make the tackles. We also were getting tackles in the middle of the field, seven yards down the field. They were getting pushed back at the linebacker position, not filling those gaps, and then getting beat. And we had a lot of safeties making those tackles at the you know seven yards on the field or thirteen yards on the field, over and over and over through the first half. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Jared, did you have like any thoughts on on those first few topics that we brought up that that stood out to you for the Lions? I know you're a Vikings fan, and we don't we I won't am. hold that against you too long. I hate that. Um, go ahead, but. <laughs> <laughs> Again, outside perspective. So I did yeah. watch a lot of this game. Uh, it was tough, but I kind of had like two screens going, and I was just interested because I'm an NFC North guy. But, uh, yeah, it was honestly one of those where, like you said, the run defense, I, I don't know what happened. Like I don't think that their run offense, is like the Bears, is very good. Yeah. 
They're not bad, but they have, I mean, like. They seem really good to me. There's no reason, <laughs> yeah, there's no reason why Tariq Cohen, who's a passing specialist, he averaged 5.9 yards a carry. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that should be happening. Yep. Um, but overall, I think defense defense played okay, and I think we, we'll get into this, uh, but a lot of it was the secondary. I think, like, no pass rush and a bad secondary, which there were reasons why the yeah. secondary got yep. worse we as will the get game went on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but those two things right there, and I think, like, to be a successful defense – and I honestly think to win a Super Bowl, I think that's why, like, the Patriots, I think that's why they were so good is because they can get a pass rush with four down linemen. They don't have to blitz a lot, and yep. they can run man-to-man. That's exactly what that's it is. And, and, like, you listen to Lions fans, through, or I listen to Lions fans throughout the day, like, whatever they're all talking And everybody's frustrated that we're not blitzing enough. Well, yeah. like, I, I get it. It's frustrating when you're getting picked apart with second and third string guys or really fourth and fifth string guys at, at corner that are going to get exposed, but it's like, this this they're trying to build to not have to blitz, right? But they will at times. I think. Um, sorry, his name, the new defensive coordinator, escapes me. Uh, I want to say Bevel. That's oh, not man. it. Nope. Uh, that's another side. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean, yeah, like they're trying to build it this way, and and you know, look, what, what, what's the word that I'm looking I, for? Um, uh, I don't know. Being uh, consistency. No, no. Bend, bend don't break. I don't really know. You got you had all kinds of stuff you <laughs> say. Bend don't break. I can't even Versatile think, I sounds can't like even, a great word. All right, let's start over with that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think I think we need to be multi dimensional. Is that what you were gonna say? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not, even, Not close. even close. I have no idea. Like look, let's uh, get down really into what happened here. Yeah, though, so let's break yeah, it down. Yeah, where do you want to start? Three quarters, we give up six points. I under, we're all frustrated about the run defense. We're all frustrated that you know some guys here and there aren't going to be performing like we expected. We wanted more of a pass rush, but at the same time, we saw those defensive backs. We saw Amani Awarie hardly get attacked at all. Yeah, he had a really all. good game. Yeah, we Very we saw we saw Desmond Trufant come up and make some big time tackles and make some really good plays to break up passes. Yeah, we barely saw Coleman do anything except drop. An interception, which is a good thing. That's you a should really yeah. good thing. Agree. When you and see your slot uh, corner, that's when you know he's getting exposed. And I want to get into this because the the stat that stuck out to me the most with this yeah. game yep. is Trubisky before the Trufant injury and Trubisky after the Trufant. Do you injury. have the, the the comparison there? Yes. So before the Trufant injury, injury Trubisky was eleven for twenty five, one hundred and fifty yards, zero touchdowns. That includes multiple. Longer plays leading right up to that injury as well. Yeah. So I mean that is not good. And we were listening to the radio. Yep. On the way, uh, when we started watching the game in the third quarter, we saw his stats and we were like, "Wow, he he is actually playing terrible." Yeah. And I know there were some open plays, but there, you know what? Those were difficult plays at the same time. Yeah. So I th- that's not a guarantee for a lot of different. You know, I I think we need to give a little bit of credit through the first three quarters, and it looks like our defense, the way it was designed, actually kind of pulled it off, right? I I agree. Uh, I yeah. think they played our the, corners. They played almost exactly the way I would expect them to play against that team through three quarters. Yes, before uh, the they injuries. took away the deep shots down the field, yep. and we we forced a whole bunch of throws underneath and difficult throws on the run. And Bears were not converting. They were the bend and not break defense exactly that, that they were when they were successful last year. Because With people forget three of the four were, cornerbacks. Yeah, they were successful last year. They had bend and not break moments, and then they just got absolutely destroyed in in these games that made the defensive stats look way worse than I think that they actually were. I think if we get back to 
like and, and a lot of it is health and having guys on the same page like slay was he he was gone he he was he didn't even care anymore he wasn't doing his job i feel like you have guys that are ready to do their job and they are built well to be a successful defense not a top 10 defense not anything that you like to, to, Stafford to a get chance. too excited about but if you change from 28th or 30th overall defense to a top 15 that is a massive difference in this league and and i think the way that they played in the first three quarters before injuries really caught up with them they they showed that they can be that defense and look i know it's chicago bears I understand that they were a bad, bad offense last year against everybody other than other than the Lions, but at the same time, like it's an NFL team. Yeah, a very good offensive-minded head coach that was prepared for this defense. He was, he had like this is the game that you're most prepared for, and the Lions shut him down until they didn't have the players to shut him down. Look, I again, and even before Trufant, because this this stat is pretty crazy with before the Trufant injury. Yeah, but be, even before that, there were two plays that got the, the Bears down the field leading up to the Trufant injury, and it was immediately it was the drive after Coleman went out, mm-hmm. and they had two big plays. Because he did go down first, right? Yeah, he yeah. did, and they had two big plays, and they targeted Roberts, who was our backup. DB who came in and and actually did pretty well, but two of those plays they just attacked him. It was like you saw the the Bears game plan immediately. They went right after the new cornerback that came in. Smart, and Smart. I mean yeah. it is. We would all want it want it to happen. To yeah. it. And then immediately after that, then Trufant goes down, and who was the next guy? Uh, it was let uh, me get McCray. you Tony McRae. Tony oh McRae, who I learned was the last healthy cornerback they had yes. yeah. on the roster, and two of the three touchdowns in the fourth quarter were against McRae. Right. Yeah, and he was getting so, picked on outside of the touchdown. And again, and it was that hurt them pass. so yeah. bad. I mean, look, McRae, he made an outstanding uh, special teams play. That's what, which is that's what why he we was put him on the team. signed yeah. for or traded for. I don't remember which one it was. Probably signed. Um, that's exactly what he's if if he's playing corner. You're going to get destroyed. Period. End of yep. story. We, um, we came in talking about last week or the week before. Whenever we introduced the Lions season, we kind of did the season preview. Yeah. We talked about the strength of this team. This defense was the cornerback position, and it was a complete opposite as last as last year compared to last year because we yep. had Trufant come in and be the Slay replacement. Yep. We we still had Justin Coleman, who we thought if he was playing his real position, he'd be doing better, which he was. Amani Aurier played very well last year, but now he was in like his breakout year. He looked great, and then we just drafted our first round pick on Jeffrey Okuda. Who did not suit up for this? So, yeah. so immediately, you're first missing game, three of your top four. Three of the top four. Yeah, and you yeah. didn't see one pass towards Awarie down the stretch in the yeah. entire fourth quarter. And the stats before, I'll bring it up again: eleven for twenty-five, one fifty, no touchdowns. Wow. And then after Trufant, nine for eleven, ninety-two yards, three touchdowns. Insane, so, insane, absolutely insane. I think it's to me, it's funny because we go straight to defense, but I personally blame the offense. Yeah, I, I think we'll. Definitely, I really do. I yeah. think the defense. It it is a legit excuse. I hate saying it's because of injuries, but ideally, like the stuff we're talking about, every corner that had to come in and play a bigger role than they're supposed to, they don't have the talent level of those guys. And th- yeah, they don't. the Bears took full advantage, and I give yeah. them full credit for doing so. Yeah, they did. But they did it. But the offense has some stats too that you look yeah. at it and you're like, man, what the heck happened? Before with but, before we turn it to the offense, I did want to bring up Jamie Collins getting tossed. I think that yeah, was dumb. That it, it was a dumb thing. Have you seen the replay of that? I actually did. I did. 
And it's it is a weak call weak. in my opinion. It's a rule. It's a know. rule, but dude, that it's tell weak, me but. tell me that ref didn't walk into his head. He see, he wanted something to happen. It <laughs> I don't seemed know. like it. I didn't I didn't see that portion. My dad said the same thing. So I don't know if it's just like it Lions really, fans think he like no, we've never went in that. and like and chest I am like went in with Lions a chest. <laughs> but the state the rule. I think you have the rule. Yeah, yep. So the rule states unnecessary physical contact with a game official under no circumstances uh, is a pl- is a player allowed to shove, push, or strike an official in an offensive, disrespectful, or unsportsmanlike manner. The player shall be disqualified from the game. Uh, the ref basically said, I judged it as unnecessary, so I called a foul. Um, I decided to eject the player. Look, stupid. It's very, very stupid. That is the quickest any player has ever been lionized in my entire life. Like, what was it, a quarter and a half, yeah, maybe? Yeah, right and away. he's getting thrown out of a game for be, just being a bonehead. Don't put your head down, and it won't happen. But, dude, watch that replay. It is... I don't know like, what he was he's, thinking, he's headbutting like, the ref, because... He didn't headbutt the ref. He was gesturing. He was, it, he was gesturing, something. and the ref walked into him. But No, I do think he purposely hit the ref with his helmet. See, I don't because it wasn't his, in a right. force. It wasn't in a so, uh hold on, let's see, hold on. in an offensive, disrespectful or unsportsmanlike manner. So that portion, like I didn't know that. I always thought that if you made contact, contact with an official all, yeah. flag gone. Yeah, they changed that rule for so uh Ray Lions. Lewis. For, Lions. for the Lions. <laughs> oh, no, but so basically the way that it happened is he so this is the ref. You got the little black and white yeah. there um, with the Schwarz or oh, well done. shadow box. Um, but anyway, so this is the ref here. And people that are watching. Yeah, hold you on. Guys Let me look at the some, Facebook like, Live. Incredible. Yeah, you're yeah. getting some incredible uh, replay <laughs> stuff here. But <laughs> so, Content. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Collins put his head down like this. And, sorry, you can't hear me. But, yet. So put he put his head down. His head down and then the ref came, and then like, the this, ref came like this. I don't. His head. He see, I see it a different way. Him. He didn't put the crown of his helmet into the guy's chest. It was like his ear hole. And the ref bumped his ear hole with his nipple. I think is what I think is the, what I saw. See, the reaction of the ref is what was funny because it was like taking a like a LeBron taking a charge. It was like even <laughs> yeah, it was a he like got blown back and it was like throw the flag right away. That yeah. was a ref looking but to make a, a I statement. I do think the contact was there. He wanted to show him, listen, this is how he's running with the ball. That's why it's ha- – like, I get both sides. Um, what's good news is that he won't be suspended next game. That right? is very good. And that also is a testament that is going, it was not so intentional. Knew, yeah. yeah, and, and he, he was is, out most of the game. So he's they, going to be a – Possessed player. He's yeah. going to be angry. Be well, and, and when he plays angry, he plays extremely good. And that is the, that is him. But he's also he's so key for this defense. He's their defensive coordinator and, on the field. And really, mm. when when now that we had to have Jelani Tavai and um, what's his name? Doesn't matter. We're, oh, we're Jared done Davis. With them. No, Jared no, Davis. but Jared Davis. Once, with them. Both of them were in the middle of the field, <laughs> which meant that Tracy Walker had to be one on one for so many of those yeah. pass plays. That was and huge. That is where Collins would be. Yep. He would have been on the tight that's where That's where he would have been. And then he wouldn't have been muscled around by Jimmy Graham, even though Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Graham's a good tight end. Yeah. But he's yeah. also, he's lost a step, but he's strong. And what did you see? He just pushed Tracy Walker out of the way. Refs are never going to call that on the offense. I understand that. So he just yeah. had at will any any reception that he wanted against yep. him. All right. So let is, let's turn it over to the offense side of the ball. They do... Need to take a lot of this blame here. I I, I, I think they are more to blame personally than the I defense. I was so frustrated with the play calling. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So let's start there. Let's start with the play calling. And and it, it probably comes down to more of the fourth quarter. 
Is that is that fair well, to say? Yeah, absolutely. Or just the whole game? Well, I mean, you could even I, say in the first half. Yeah. I would. I would even say. I mean, you're you're going to look at Stafford and say, okay, he had a he had a good game. He did. It was okay. It yeah. was nothing great. It was nothing terrible. I mean, you look at his numbers, and I was kind of breaking it down. Like almost a hundred of his yards were on the the two minute drive at the before the half and then and the last yeah. minute drive which, which or whatever is what he and does that is totally yeah. him the rest of the game guess what he's average yeah. or, i mean at least this game i yeah. know your thoughts with stafford but that's that was his game today well and i know there's some drops and you but, know some but things here and there but yeah that's part of my frustration though with this is the is play calling even in the first half and especially in the fourth quarter, you had so many of those plays where he just immediately started running to the right and and just going, f- yeah. you know, rolling out to the right, and then and there was like one option, like yeah. where's, where's the second option on those plays? Because like yeah. you, you would it, see you would see Cephas come across the field, and if he wasn't open, then eventually he would just kind of throw it to him at the very end, and it would just be this contested. We I mean, we heard it. In your intro, right? Three catches, ten attempts. Ten attempts. Ten Insane. attempts. Three out of ten. Yeah. To the rookie. Yeah. To so the rookie wide receiver. Only, there was only one drop, according to, to the stats, for, for Cephas. It, but, I mean, ten Why targets. Why was he like, going at him so it, much? It I don't really understand. Because he filled seemed, Galladay's role. It almost feels like that, that that was the case. They all they planned on Galladay playing. They planned on using him against that, that defense. They it, it seemed like. And then they were just like, well, we have this designed. Let's see if Sebas can do it, and I don't like that. I think they should have been able to adjust. I just and didn't see it's, any it's creativity. I agree, no. and I I feel like th- uh, it's handcuffing Stafford. Let him be creative. Let him be the s- gunslinger that he is. You're gonna throw interceptions. Like he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not gonna go three three interceptions a full year. That that's not the Stafford I want because I want a guy that's pressable. I want a guy that's being aggressive. Like I'm gonna get into <laughs> frustrating Screw point Rogers. <laughs> um here in a bit. Um but at the same time like the Stafford should be throwing downfield way more than he was in that game. He shouldn't be rolling out. Yeah. Let him drop back and just go through his progressions. And well, I think you said it best. Like he didn't really get a chance to do that. Because he is on the move. He's he, as soon him. as the ball was snapped, he was you. You just erased half of the field, yeah, because of the way that that the game plan was designed and the there, play calling was. was so being there was made. one play, and he, I totally, I love him in the pocket. But you're right, when he rolls out, I think things get a little weird. And they I can. What play, they, he can look really good on. No, he the can moves. look good. But designed, he, he can designed yeah, rollouts. That's yes, what I have a problem true. with. Because like now, a play action yep, rollout. Yeah, yeah. Now you've just capped your play at. Four, four to five seconds. Yeah, sorry. Because you've I, run I inter- out of space. I interrupted you. No, that's but. okay. There was like a third and long. It was like 13 or something. And the way Stafford like stepped into the pocket was so beautiful. And he hit someone with like a 14 Was it on that last game. drive? It might have been. I or don't was know. It? No, it was early. A- it was Amendola. Like a third it was Amendola. It was Amendola. Every time that happens, it's Amendola. His, yeah, it the like way it. he like stepped in, it, it looked so beautiful. I like It was a perfect. He stepped perfectly in the pocket. That's what the line was blocking for. It was a beautiful pass, dart, third and long, nailed it. Like, that is him. That is what he can do. He can step into a pass and throw it hard, bullet, And it felt like the play calling was not designed for Stafford. It was designed to simplify it for other players. I just – we will get to this eventually with the Packers game coming up, but if you watch the Packers game and watch the Lions game – that's part of my frustration is you see the creativity in the Packers offense, what they were able to do Bingo. against the Vikings. And it was like the most unpredictable, you don't know where they're going. End arounds, you know, to the flat. Like 
that's what I didn't see for the Lions. And yeah. we had a lot of success last year with bringing in some speed guys, Marvin Hall, throwing down the field, or doing those end arounds. And we didn't see that one time in this game, and it was just Adrian Peterson started working great, but you only fed yeah. him the ball, what, 12 times, 13, Something six, like 16 that. Yeah, times? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, 12. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we just gave him, fed him the ball 30 times. So, you know, that wasn't the game plan all the way either. Right. Yeah, I, I, just, 14, I just didn't see times. I didn't see the aggressiveness. And look, are we are we to the to the good? Because I I actually do like I, some no, of the aggressive b- before, calls. Before we, I I think I want I want to stick more on the bat. Couple more things I wanted to bring up. Obviously the drops. Uh, Swift had two. Oh, we'll get into one of those a little bit oh, later. Yeah, we haven't even uh, never one trust. For, one, never trust a Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one for Cephas and one for Marvin Jones. I don't think drops were a massive issue. They didn't play a part in the game uh, at all. Carry on Johnson, where was he? Uh, I don't expect you guys to have the answer. I think it's worth bringing up like what is going on with that. He's on the bench. Um, so then I, I do like massive negative AP, of, of what happened here. Um, really when, when things started to go down um, negatively, uh, the sack. I think a crucial moment. Uh, it was second and eight on the Bears 33. Stafford took a nine-yard loss sack uh before before getting the five yards back, that was bad. Um, and then Very. on third down, but then all of a sudden, you know, that was where the missed fifty-five yard field. We're we're gonna, I'm gonna start just basically going through what happened. Yeah, we gotta get um, through this eventually. And then we'll get into some positives as well. Um, they got the five yards back, missed fifty-five yard field goal. What do you think about the decision? That field goal. All right, personally, I love it. I love it because he made a decision to trust his players and try to win the game. Yep. And that's as a fan, that's all you're trying to ask for we all saw our cornerbacks go out with injuries at that point we saw how we were not stopping the bears and we thought okay do you trust prater in this situation and every lions fan would say yes, yes. he's done it over and over and over yep. again and you look at that kick it was beautiful it just just, it just, just right just, just a little yeah. bit yeah yeah i i, 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 I completely, completely understand with how foolish it is i, uh, I, I will was gonna say i, I'm I will the go there spectrum. i do understand how foolish it is but when you have matt prater who hits fifty yard field fifty ish yard field goals in his sleep? It's like a Justin Tucker situation. It really is. Do you he's trust the, him? I yes. would say, like long distance wise, he's he might be the second best kicker in the game. He he is. Justin Tucker is the only one that outdoes him. Yeah. Um. So, Jerry, you you seem to disagree I, with that. Yeah, oh. I I'm totally on the other side because, listen, they're up ten, four minutes left. Regardless, like yes, a field goal and a touchdown is a whole different story. Okay, so you nail that field goal, but guess what? It's still a two-possession game. It's it's not like you're putting the game away with a field goal. So if you're punting the ball away, it's still a two-possession game, but guess what? Now there's four minutes left. They're at maybe the 10 or the 5. Yeah. Um, but And the chance of, you do have a very strong kicker when it comes to long-distance field goals. But, again, we're going to talk about play calling and how bad it was. Yeah. The, it's it's a fun way to do it. I love watching a 55-yard field goal when it's my team. Like, okay, this is a big rush, but is it smart? I don't think so. Okay. No, it wasn't well, smart, these, but I, yeah. I, so, like, you know, I like where it came from. Okay. I like the trust I, that he – the message that he sent have to trust. his players. I'll, I'll disagree. <laughs> I like message. I'll disagree that it wasn't smart. I think you, you get that 13-point game. It wasn't smart. Like, well, but, I mean, it's <laughs> I easy to say that smart. now. I think it's easy to say that now. But if yeah. you go up 13, let's say they go up and score two touchdowns. Next thing you know, we're, we're not talking about the drop pass in the end zone. Right. We're talking about a, a game-winning field goal. Yeah. So get those points while you can, and that is inside Prater's range. He hits those all the time. He misses maybe, what, two out of 20. It, it would be my guess. I don't know his percentage. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, he's going to make those first, more times first than not. First miss of his career, I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I agree. The only I, time I, yeah, he's I mean, ever look, I like being aggressive um, in that, that situation. That's fine. I, it's I fun. understand that you can argue it, and it, I think it's an easy argument for a lot of fans. And look, Jerry, I'm not calling you out. Is I've fine. heard this the last couple of days. Like a lot of people, I think it's a lot of um, hindsight. I really do because if he makes it, then people think it's the greatest call ever. And honestly, if he punts it and he punches it and he punts it into the end zone, what is it? A 13 yard. Uh, difference or something, thirteen yard swing, yeah. really. So instead of the thirty three, you're getting at the the twenty. People are pissed about that. So I mean, I think it's a lot of hindsight, and I understand there's there's several ways to dissect a cat. Is that the right word? Or? Dissect the cat. That, that, that's not as how long to, as we're not dissecting a dog. Right. Then I'm happy. We can dissect <laughs> as the right many word? cats cat? as we want. Skin a cat. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Dissect. I was, I was thinking uh, high school. That's oh, I just yeah, do that yeah. smell of that formaldehyde oh, or whatever. That was, was that was terrible. absolutely terrible. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> is it right. a human body one? In my college, oh, did you do that? Gosh, like a cadaver. I've never had to. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was kind of fun. That's I would okay. never do that. All right. Well, but anyway, so miss. Right. Did I say that aloud? Yeah. So let's go through the, the, the whole process here. Missed field goal at 55 yards. Uh, went up 10, four minutes left. I, I get you can go either way. So, uh, anyways, five plays, touchdown drive, minute 45 or minute four off the clock. Now it's 23 20. AP, three yard run, two yard run, interception. Uh, three point That's lead. what I didn't like. Okay. I think Stafford made a massive mistake on the throw, Absolutely. but at the same Huge time, mistake. I I'm not sure I like the two runs. Is that like it's, it's that's so probably a hindsight thing too, I, right? And this is what frustrates me is if you're gonna kick a field goal and have the balls to do something as dumb and stupid as that and trust your players, then you need to, to trust on your the very next drive, trust your quarterback, yeah. and do the exactly the same thing and try to win the game. Instead of just being like, here's here's a two yard and a two yard, and then we'll see see what happens. It all comes down to this play. That's that is not what you just signed up for with the field goal try. Yep, I, I agree completely with that. that that's it a really good way to look it, at it. It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Yeah, um, I think there was there was major questions by running the ball twice. I, I understand what you're doing when AP is almost to 100 yards, but at the same time, play action. They're play all action just going to dive been really, in. Really, really Do they really good. run much play action? Oh yeah. Stafford is did. one of the best quarterbacks out of Stafford play Stafford is one of the All highest right. rated quarterbacks with play he actions, is, and that's why he should have gone like to it. Should, now that they at least have a, a threat. decent <laughs> weapon. <laughs> right. I will just on the record – I hate that Adrian Peterson is on the Lions because he is my favorite player of like all time. Other, that alone other than makes Chris me Carter. happy. But to <laughs> see a, a great good Viking day one, Chris I Carter, just, who is always a little bit worse than Randy Moss. <laughs> hey, listen, like a lot I just don't want to see Adrian Peterson break any records with the Lions because that's going to be very. That's even more. Difficult. I don't. I don't yeah. either because it means he's breaking Barry's records. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true, <laughs> right? true. I don't true. want that. I'd start crying. Yeah. All right, but anyways, let's finish this and we can get into some positives so we can wrap this uh, whole segment. We're, we're going long, but I don't care. This is worth talking about. This is. Everything we should be talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, true, would just, true. they would just cut everything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, so basically they, they went down, scored after the interception, two plays, 27 yards. I mean, they, they took they took advantage. Well, yeah, they of, went of, after of McCray. Tony, Tony McCray. Uh, another thing, then, yeah, yeah, go, yeah. But another thing to bring up quick it was, was Tavai's five-yard uh, offside penalty. It was a second and five, so it's not like it was a third one down. Uh, but he jumped off offsides, free first down, touchdown. Uh, so then let's get in. So that now all of a sudden – Chicago has a four-point lead. Lions just inside two minutes, I think, at minute 48. Stafford led a very good drive. He made some big plays, b- great throws on that last drive, including B throw. The throw to Swift with six oh, seconds left gosh. dropped. Like, he, he flat-out dropped it. I, I don't I don't know other way to explain Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. So, I don't want – I think we could to, talk about this probably for, like, 
five minutes, but, but I don't. To, know but if to it's break worth it down, it. we gotta break it down. Yeah. All right, break it down for us. Break quick. it down. Okay, we just had our. I'm hearts, not going to argue with you. Hearts, Mark my words. I'm not going to argue. We just had our hearts ripped out <laughs> for this ridiculous <laughs> comeback that we were all thinking like, no, not no, it couldn't happen again. Like it always happens to us. Every single time it happens to the Lions fans. Like here, here we go again. Same old Lions, but you know it's not gonna. No, it did. It did. Now we're losing mm-hmm. the game, and now not only are we down, but we're down by more than three. So we need the touchdown. It did not look good. We were doing the whole seven, eight, you know, eleven yard kind of play down the field. Yeah. Then we got a couple big ones. Yeah, to Amendola, we got one to Hawkinson, I think. Right on that Possibly, last drive, yeah. and then it's all blurred to me right now. And then, and then we pulled it. it off. Like you and I were in the same room at the same, you know, <laughs> watching the game, and it it was like you didn't even consider him dropping the ball. It was a perfectly thrown wow. ball. He was wide open. It was to his chest. It wasn't like he was reaching out for it. It hit him in the hands. We we celebrated after all that misery. We celebrated. We did. And you were then, on my floor. I know. And then we both <laughs> dropped to the floor like, wait, what? Yeah. What just happened? Yeah, I like blacked out when yeah. he caught the ball. I know. And, it, and I actually noticed that he dropped the ball before you, <laughs> and you were still celebrating, and I was in misery even yeah. more. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was off. But anyways, like, no, feel, and that's what feel, sucks. feel bad for the guy. They made the plays, and I feel like a lot of this would be not talked about. A lot of the negativity would not be talked about. The field goal, the, all, everything. If you win this game, if Swift catches the ball, changes everything. And, and the, the, the thing that's really frustrating is the Lions could have learned a really good lesson by the way they finished this game, play calling-wise, on the offense side of the ball, um, just getting more pressure. All, all the, They could have learned a lot about that fourth quarter, and they could have and should have learned it with a win. We never learn anything with wins. No. That's so frustrating. Like, that could have been a win, and we still could have learned a lot of lessons. The team could have gotten better and learned from it and won, and it would have been really good, but no. At yeah. least, at least we lost. have the Red Wing. Oh, we're playing. No, not the Red Wings. Oh, not Pistons. Pistons, yeah. Uh, Mich- that's what Michigan. sucks. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, not yet. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let's Everything check our Everything is in the Lions right now, and yeah. we just we didn't get it. All but right. you know what? You've got, you've got a list here. Some positives. No, no, no. Uh-huh. The blame. Like, what yeah. is the okay. ultimate blame? Wait, can for I this just loss? drop two more here? Yeah, two go more for it. little yeah. uh, just tidbits. I, I love tidbits. Blurbs, tidbits. So, first blurb, off, blurb red zone away, efficiency, yeah. two for five that, for the that Lions. Was a problem. That I think that comes with the creativity that you were talking about, Ryan. That like, there is no creativity. Two of five in the end, like to not get in the end zone. That's a mistake. Like, especially, yeah. I mean, Bears defense is good. But you have to do better than that in order to – like, you have to score touchdowns. Yeah. You do. Um, and second off, I think about Stafford, and this is something that just popped in my head, not even in my notes. All right, when you think of, okay, two minutes left or a minute and a half left, I need to score a touchdown. Stafford's probably in the top five quarterbacks that I, I, would, I would trust. I would say so, yeah. Where would you put Stafford for there's – Three minutes left, <laughs> you're up by a touchdown or by four or five, and you need to have a good possession to run out the clock. Where do you put Stafford? Well, when you run twice, Wait, are you, you take the ball out of his hands. Out the clock? I mean, he <laughs> no, can I'm hand just, the ball off really Stafford well. with a lead with like five minutes left, do you even rank him in the top 15 or 20? Because he's proven time and time. It's not just him. It's play yeah, calling and I, stuff, but – that's a whole different spectrum of Stafford. I think that's that the hard weird? part. Like, is he like outside of like? I mean, if, when you compare him to the the quarterbacks that that are really good at icing a game, yeah, 
He doesn't ice he, games. He gets <laughs> one chance to ice a game, though, and it's always a third and eight or a third and five. Like, yeah, that but is good all quarterbacks can do that. And he does at they times. They had seven times last year they could have iced a game. He they was had the lead injured for in most of those games. He played, he played three games. I think. Oh, yeah, he did play. <laughs> he played eight games. Well, th- and that's okay. Felt like three. That's but, true. No, but at the same but, time, it's like I, I, I agree with you. Like he hasn't proven to be, but I, I don't think he is the issue. I don't think he's the reason why. I think play calling is the reason why. Is, well, let's is let's they, get into the blame. Is the Lions, and, and I think this is a good way. Yeah, let, let's turn it to the blame. I blame the coaching staff. A lot because I think this coaching staff coaches to not lose when you have that big of a lead. You cannot coach to not lose. You have to coach to win no matter what. Be aggressive. If you're going to put the slogan of dagger time on and you're going to, you know, put that type of pressure on your players, then trust your players to do it. But that, I think that's what I thought field, happened I think with the, the 55 field goal, yard field goal. The field goal did that, but then the rest didn't. I think, Ryan, you absolutely said it perfectly in that way. Is yeah, trust your players to make the plays, kick the field goal. It makes sense. I, well, I think it makes sense. But but then you go the exact opposite when when it matters when most. it matters most. Yeah. When you only have a three point lead, then you're a little bit more concerned, a little bit more conservative. You're more worried about the cl- no. Well, don't that, worry about any of that. Get a first down. Make them adjust. You're right. Make and, them call timeout. And, and what I was talking about earlier with play calling is, you know, you don't have Kenny Galladay. He led the NFL in touchdown receptions last year. Okay, this is a rising star in the league. You don't have him right now. So you were trusting a rookie to come. This is when you need to be creative. This is when you go to the bottom of your playbook and you do something 49ers-ish and start doing some crazy like end-around running plays and uh, or, also just open open up the game for Stafford. Or you throw to your tight end who had five catches on five targets. And, and hardly ever even <laughs> went out for a catch because he was blocking all game. Yeah. Because Which he, he had a really good game, He by did the way. because he was lined up against, um, what's his name, the... Big linebacker uh, from the Bears. Mac? Mac. He was yeah. lined up on he, Mac he a lot. He was chipping him a he lot. He was chipping yeah, him the whole time, job. which meant he wasn't out there down the field. But and anyways, you have a list here for the blaming of the game. Yeah. You say coaching. Coaching. You also have injuries slash ejection on here. You have the drop by Swift. You have the interception by Stafford late in the game. You also have this missed field goal decision. When I'm looking at this, I'm like, any of them. If I, any of I these know. go right, we need one of them to not happen and we one win this five. game. Yeah. Look at my notes say and yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes for every single right, one. Because exactly. it, it all added into it. I do think the the biggest two things, it's coaching, it's the plays. And, again, we talked about, all right, we have a new, what is it, like Patricia's going to let trust his coordinators more with certain plays. Yep. Is that happening? Because guess what? It's the same old stuff where it's not just like, okay, we've got a lead. Uh, He shouldn't have passed it in this situation over running or he shouldn't have ran it over passing. I think Ryan's got a point where it's the creativity. There's like I was looking at the plays in the fourth quarter. It wasn't like they were doing run, run, pass, run, run, pass, punt, and then like, okay, crap, they're just being too conservative. No, they were passing. They were passing a lot. I just don't think the play calls are correct. Yeah. And then you talk about that field goal, and then you know there were some things that like Stafford did. He shouldn't have thrown that pass for the interception. It was too tight of a window. Yep. It, again, like, honestly, if that that if sack, he, he shouldn't have taken that sack. Changes he should, everything. He, as yep. much as it stops no, the clock, he should have just thrown yeah. it out. Yeah. It's every single thing. But there wasn't. But this was last year too, where like you've had you had seven games last year where you had you had a lead in the fourth. Yeah. And you blew it. And guess what? The first game of the season, 
you do the same thing and not just blow a lead. It's a big lead. <laughs> a huge lead. And and it felt like it couldn't even happen because of the way the game was being played either. Right. It's not like it was a fluke. And the injuries did. That was my other thing. Huge. Like it, huge. Injuries, I mean, everybody, huge every team has injuries, but you could. Literally, the McCray. Bears took full it, advantage it, of McCray. I know. It, it's so good. funny because, um, like, I, I hear all of these arguments. Like, you, you get one quote-unquote Detroit sports expert that says, you know, the right adjustments weren't made. And then you got one, another guy saying, well, you know, they made the adjustments, but they weren't the right adjustments. Then the other one is using the, the Bears argument of like, yeah, you know, they, they really shut us down, but then when they adjusted to X, Y, and Z, we were able to expose them. It came down to injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Period. End of story. Yeah, I mean, like, you saw the man-to-man. McCray got beat on that. Then they went zone, and then the Awarie properly switched, yeah. and, and McCray did not, and he got beat on that. Right. It's like you couldn't win. Basically, they were attacking the, him every time. Basically, the answer is all of the above. I'm not going to be the, Lion, the Lions fan that's like, well, injuries were the reason we lost that game because Stafford's interception was the reason we lost. Yeah. The missed field goal was the reason we lost. The lack like of the, any the, misdirection at all and the lack of like moving receivers around ahead of time in pre-snap. Like, you is, didn't see any of that but creativity. But then it really came line. down this to Lions and that's why a same dropped same pass old. in the end zone. It came down to yeah, exactly, that, and which is insane. All that, the we easiest won. one on. Yeah, I know. Okay. I had I had friends that said, you know, well, we shouldn't have been there in the first place. You can't blame it on him. No, I can't. No, we were there. You can Because they would have won. Yes. Yeah. That's you, it. You can and you should. I can look at. I can literally look at that single play and said they would have won that game. Yep. Because that play. Yep. But anyways. All right. Good. All right. So anyways, there is some good and unfortunately, I mean, we're gonna, we're, we're not gonna, gonna talk about this. Long we're gonna though. have to move quick, right? Move quick. All right. A couple things I wanted to bring up. Um, Cephas getting targets. Like we we brought it up, kind of as a negative, getting ten targets. I think it's a positive. They tr- Stafford's trusting him, and and. Rookies usually don't get that type of attention. Yeah, it's true. It looks like he's got a good, uh, he's got a good relationship with Stafford right now, and, and he's where he's supposed to be in his route and yes. on the field and all those situations. The trust is there that he's going to be there, and that that is way better than I I would have imagined with this pick. And if and if Galladay is around and he's like a fourth option, take it every time. Yep. Don't I, don't throw him as number one. Yep. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 114 total yards. We already got into his rushing yards with what I think it was uh, can I say 93. What's, can I say what's nice about this, though? Because last week I, I kind of just I hated this pickup because I thought it was going to take away from carry-on, take I away didn't. from Swift, <laughs> take away from all the good that we were trying to build with these young players. But now I'm, I'm looking at this completely. I was completely wrong. I'll just admit it. Swift... Loses the game, literally loses the game for the te- the entire team. Mm-hmm. Every everybody can tell him as, as much as they want that he didn't lose the game. There's all these other no, he lost the game. Yep, and he knows it. Yeah. He's not dumb. He lost yeah, the game. Exactly. Nobody's it, but, that stupid. But you know what? Adrian Peterson is right there, and he didn't say he didn't lose the game. What did he say? He said, "You got to forget about it. You got to move on. There's plenty of opportunities." And now I'm looking at this and saying, "Man, I'm glad." Adrian Peterson is there telling this kid that and not carry on Johnson. Right. Because right. carry on Johnson is looking at this as not like my opportunity to play. And Adrian Peterson's looking at this as no kid. True. Learn from what I've had to go through. Yeah. Look, Two. you lost us that game. Get over it. Yeah. Right. Be a man. Well, that and he rushed for 90, 93 yards. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, that, that's two things about my AP. boy AD all day. No, AP. AP. <laughs> I will AP. never call him AD. AP. That is my nuts. boy. I, will, I love him, but. The way he runs, I'm telling. I don't care what team he plays for. That man, he will maybe <laughs> he dance hard. for like a second behind the line, but when he sees a hole, I'm. T- is there anything more exciting to when you see him just 
he plants his foot and so he just good. goes. We like, saw it. So that's good. the best part. Is like, I mean, now you get to see. I mean, As what we got to experience, right? <laughs> like. There's that kind of running where it's not like dancing, you know, like Le'Veon Bell's kind of a whole different run, like different kind of style, tip, and like tip all toes. these, yeah, tiptoes. <laughs> yeah, like eight, I'm telling you, there is something about the adrenaline of like you see him plant, and you know he's not dancing anymore. He's going hard. Yeah, but I will say a lot of his yards that he had, props to the offensive line because yeah, there point. were big holes. Like I saw two. I think his two biggest runs. I don't even think he got touched on the line. He yeah. he planted his foot, went through a hole, but he didn't even get touched till he got to the secondary. So and that was that was that even line without big. that was even without uh, Vitae. Yeah, which I think is, is massive. Um, yeah. he, he's going to make a huge difference, I think, on both running and pass blocking, all of those things. Well, you um, just like the depth, and and you didn't hear at all about Jonah Jackson, the rookie left guard. Good. You I don't want to hear about hear my about him and perfect. <laughs> yes, don't thing. hear about him. Yeah, yeah. I, they, I they did their job, and, and we can be proud of that. Offensive Most line. Of the time, that's probably a good call. If you line. don't hear anything about them, that means they're doing their job. Yep. And, and that's exactly what I think the but offensive we'll give you a line shout out, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, right. But. The offensive line as a whole, I think, was a was a massive positive, and something to be excited about. Like because it'll only make your team better as they continue to go. So I I completely agree with you. I think that was a great. Uh, Great point. I think uh, AP sticking with AP and the the offensive line. I think the, that created a balanced offense. I think that is something that um, is is nice to see in Detroit. We had we don't see that a whole lot. That was great. So we had 288 uh, passing yards and 138 rushing yards. I I think that's perfect against a really solid defense. I don't want to underestimate the Bears' defense. Yep, that's true. They have a really really good defense and their cornerbacks are good. Yeah, and that's and that's one reason. Uh, you didn't hear Ruben. from from Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah. very much he either was shut because down. he was locked up. Uh, Hawkinson five catches on five targets. That's always great to see. I feel Stafford was 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 good enough. Um, he was good at times. Obviously, the throw is disappointing, but um, did exactly what he needed to do to win that game. Uh, a warrior, I think, looked amazing. We kind of already brought it up earlier. You didn't get mentioned a lot. Didn't get attacked. I think if he can be your number three once people get healthy, that is. Look, we we brought it up a little bit before, even in the the pre like our preview. But um, one one last thing that I want to bring up as a positive was special teams. Um, I thought they looked good, other than the missed field goal. Obviously, uh, Prater looked like his normal self. Hitting, he hit three field goals. Uh, rookie punter Jack Jack Fox had four punts for with a forty nine point three average, fifty five yard long, uh, and two inside the twenty. Obviously, you'd like to see a couple of those land inside the ten. Um, but Agnew also had one punt return for sixteen yards and two kick returns for sixty six total eight with a thirty three yard average. Uh, just good enough. I, like uh, yeah. The way I look at special teams is if you're not hurting, you're you're helping. Yep. And they didn't hurt us. I think there was only one penalty that I remember. I think on a punt return, maybe. Uh, but I mean, you're bound that, to get one at yeah, some point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. And Agnews, Agnews led to that huge TD before the half. So that was a big return. Otherwise, I don't. I don't even think they get to the end zone. Yeah, you're that. you're probably right. I think special teams is good. And I I was really concerned about the the special teams heading in. You got the new coordinator, um, without any preseason games. I think that's that's huge. Like preseason's really big for special teams. I thought they they uh, played well enough. And Tony McRae, yeah, he had, he had a great plan. Tony McRae, <laughs> here we go. Last we hear of that name. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, other than special team. We had some 
for week one, but we were let down. But we still have some high, high hopes. We still have some high, oh, high okay, hopes for sorry. week two against the Packers. Maybe <laughs> like we'll motioning. see. Yeah, it was, it was. I'm like, what are you talking? I'm, I'm, I'm bringing the volume Whoop. down. Like, high, what high do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> we have, yeah, some, we have no hopes. All right. So, anyways, all right. So. We got. We're gonna preview the Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers for Week Number Two. Uh, we'll start with basically wh- what the Packers did last week against the Vikings. I thought they looked uh, really, really good. And luckily, we have a Vikings fan here to don't want to talk uh, about it. Echo that if he, if he's willing. Um, e- easy win. They they won forty three thirty four, and I mean they, it really wasn't even that close, was it, Jarrett? Yeah, it was. So you can go through numbers. A you know offense for the Packers looked very good. Defense for the Packers, at least for the first quarter and a half to maybe probably the first half, they looked very good. Like it seemed like big plays, right? When, and then, whenever they needed, that's them. it. Um, and then it just you know second half it was a shootout. It was literally just every time we scored, I I say we all the time as a fan, but no, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, say I that always all do the time it all the time. I Listen, I I dedicate a lot of time to my Vikings, so I deserve to say we. Yep, but. We scored, yes. and then it it would, it would give me a little hope, and then the Packers would just drive and score, and then guess what? We would score again. We get a uh, not not to mention we get a two point conversion, which would just make it worse. And we kept getting two point conversions. Yeah, you got like all of it, them, right? It meant like okay, we're slowly inching, forward, <laughs> but the Packers would just continue to score. So defensively, we were terrible. The Packers looked amazing on offense. Yeah, so Rodgers tore it up. He went 32 of 44 for 364 yards and four touchdowns. Adams, 14 14. receptions for 156 yards. And and Veldis Scantley, uh, he was a productive number two with with, uh, 96 yards on four catches. So, I mean, you you watch the game, obviously, closer Mm -hmm. with a different eye than us. Was it just you guys don't have the corner to shut down so, Adams? Is that basically what it was? So, and, th- and this is where I kind of wanted to relate to this podcast. Um, so, I can totally blame the defense on this one. Like, we did, we scored whatever, 30, 34 points. Like, yeah. that, a lot of it might have been because the Packers maybe, you know, let their foot off the pedal a little bit. But, like, at the same time, I do think our offense did click. It just took them a little bit. It's the first game of the year, whatever. But our defense, guess what? No pass rush. We don't. I mean, we lost Everson Griffin. We lost Linvel Joseph, who was our run machine. He was Pot Rose or whoever. Oh, what did you have last year? Snacks. Snacks. <laughs> pot, uh, pot pot Rose. Remember Pot Rose from like, <laughs> That's his new name. the Broncos? No idea who Pot Rose. Never <laughs> Pon- heard that before. The Broncos or whatever. They had <laughs> Pot Rose, no that big idea. fatty. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sign him up, we'll Travis Nickel. Travis Nickel. Yeah, he would. Pot he would know Pot he would know Pot Rose. He would know Pot Oh, he's actually watching. Oh, he's not. Okay. He's not <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no pass rush. Uh, we lost uh, Daniel Hunter. Uh, we lost, and again, or Can sorry, we, Mike. Sorry. We're, not, we're not looking for like a. Yeah, Vikings like a Vikings recap. pregame. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> but listen, I don't this, want your excuses. This all of relates. Why. This all relates. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll get to it. Sorry, I don't ever get to really. <laughs> vent. I don't. I don't you live don't near Vikings any podcast. Vikings fans. So most of my teams, I just I keep it to myself. You randomly pick um, them? No, we know. But no, no pass rush. Again, lost Everson Griffin, lost Linville Joseph, Daniel Hunter, who is our best pass rusher. He is out due to injury. He hurt his neck. So like. No pass rush, and guess what? Our D backs are very, very young, and I hope I think some of them are are decent. They're they're pretty good, but 
we lost, you know, Xavier Rhodes, and we we lost a lot of good talent when it comes to that. We have a good safety. I love Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties out there. But like this showed in this game, what? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. What's going Just on? Listening. Why are you laughing? Because we're still talking about the Vikings. Okay, sorry. No, it all relates. It all relates. Listen, Let me tell it you all more. relates. My bad, man. You know Anyways, what? no pass rush. Uh, weaker D backs just due to I'd say lack of time in the NFL. Um, does that sound familiar? It sounds exactly because what that the is what the be. Lions are. Unless they get healthy on the they don't have a, the back end. They don't have a pass rush. They don't. Yeah. Flowers is their best pass rusher, and I think he just goes hard at whoever he's facing. He he's not a great pass rusher. He, that's not even his game. No, he's not trying not. to get to the quarterback. He's an all around defensive end. So yep. if that's your best pass rush, yeah, pass rush, and that's what we talked about. I mean, we talked about it f- at length. Uh, we did. Yeah. Um, and then you know when it comes to your secondary, at least with the Lions, guess what? You will have injuries. We already know that. That's going to be for week two as well. Um, you might get one person back. Uh, but yeah. but overall, I think. And I think you have a good safety. I think you. I think yeah. Walker. I think played Tracy Walker's a he good. Played a good safety. very good. Yeah, yeah. he did. He, he did. T- I think a couple tackles for loss, like all this for this first game. So like that. That is our defense. Welcome. Like and guess what? They torched us for forty three points. So um, I think that's going to relate to this game. I think the Packers. I think they'll. I'm not going to do a prediction to the very end. Not yet. Um, but as far as offense versus defense goes, the Packers should have their way with the Lions. Yeah, defense. you know, I, I think there there are a lot of negatives uh, that I see going into the game. The Packers offense, I mean, they, they just, against the depleted uh, Lions defense, it, it is scary. Yeah. It is very scary what could happen. Now, I mean, if Akuda can play, if Trufant can play, that changes things because mm-hmm. I think you have a couple guys in there that, that can be the shutdown corners so you might be able to get that pass rush. But, I mean, let's face it, if you don't have a pass rush against Aaron Rodgers, He's going to pick you apart one way or another. Yeah. Like that is the key against the Packers. I think we've shut him down the last couple of years with a decent enough pass rush. Yeah, sort of though. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't even like strong pressure. It was just it consistent. Was just pressure. Consistent. Yeah. It was and like it, and it was eventually. So if you yeah, lock was, up their yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm, if you, if you, interrupting you if you lock up their <laughs> lack of wide receivers, <laughs> if you lock them up for a little while, which yeah. if we have the talent, we do have the talent yep. on the Lions at DB to pull it off. So if we if we just delay his first and second options a, a little while and allow the Trey Flowers to eventually get there, allow our our pass rush uh, blitzing, you know, Jared Davis eventually to do that, yeah. de- like kind of delayed blitz Julian thing. Aquara. Julian or uh, Jelani Tavai, Julian yeah. Aquara, hand even like we we can get there eventually. We have some yeah. pretty good pros on uh, that. That's not their specialty. We've gone through it. We we can do that. And in the last year, both games, that's what we did. Yep. We shut yeah. down their their wide receivers for the most part, and then they they struggled to move the ball. Yeah, no, I I think the way that the Lions have in the past shut down Rodgers is not give him the, and I'm probably going overboard with the six seconds consistently. Yeah. Like I think the Lions are consistent. Like what against the Packers the last couple of years, it's like you don't have the two seconds. Like oh my gosh, like just smoked. Like but it's consistently you have four seconds absolutely max. You know what I mean? You're not getting six seconds, and and I'm again, I I don't know the time. Like what what is a normal pass rush? I have no idea. But it's like it's consistently the ceiling is not enough the time roof. basically for the corners you have. You, you know what I mean? Am I explaining that right? Yeah. Where it, you're consistently good enough, but not great. And we, I think that's what you need to be in this game. Yeah. 
if your corners are healthy. Yeah, and, if and, they're not healthy, you have to cut that in half and absolutely put pressure on Aaron Rodgers and, and, and make him uncomfortable. We saw Amani Oarie come into his own this last game. We saw at the end of last year too. He has the confidence of being a starting cornerback in this league, and and that's what we heard out of training camp is that he was impressing so much that Akuda had his hands full, and this was the best corner in the draft, mm-hmm. a, a guy that had you know all the confidence in the world coming out of Ohio State and was known as a playmaker and aggressive and all this other stuff and, and being able to, to tackle and everything. And Awarie was beating him out. Yeah. And this is our number three corner with Akuda as number four. This is, again, was our strength of the season. And now we have Justin Coleman on IR, which means he won't play for the first three weeks. Yep. Right? And then we're going to this game with the unknown of Okuda. And the, un- the unknown of Trufant. And, and we're, we're scrambling to try to sign a cornerback so that what's his name doesn't have to play McCray. <laughs> McCray. <laughs> Roberts. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I, Robert, Roberts wasn't even that bad. He wasn't Roberts that bad. The guy, but if they you chose to make McCray. him that bad, he uh, could yeah. be that. You but, know what I mean? but after, but after that display from Mc, from McCray, like he was just in over his head. He's not there for that. He's there for special teams. He was a the backup to the backup to the backup. Yeah. We cannot have him start in this game. Yeah, Rogers is scary. I think the threat of Aaron Jones is still there as well. Um, I think we've done a, a good job containing him for the most part. Well, that in the but, first, I mean, the first drive, the Packers did three end arounds. They did three uh, full reverses, and that, and they kept that motion the entire game. They they did reverses every single drive they had. They had misdirection constantly, guys in motion constantly. So you don't know where their where their stud Adams is going to end up. You don't yeah. know where where he's going to be right. on the field. You don't know if. Uh, you know, even if Coleman was healthy, you don't know if he was going to be the guy. So now you're adding in all these unknowns on top of lack of experience, on top of injuries, on top of everything else. It's just hard to feel good about this. It's going to be right tough. Now. Yeah, and, but I, I sorry, go for it. No, yeah. So again, just real quick, like last year, I mean, Packers beat us twice, but both times I felt very confident as a Vikings fan. Like we were playing better, but it was a defensive battle. It was literally Aaron Rodgers did not look great against us at all in both games last year. This year, guess what? Again, we lost our pass rush. Our secondary is weaker. And Aaron Rodgers, if you give him time and he can pick apart, he's a bad man. What is it? He's a bad bad man. man. (laughs) So, like, and again, the comparison, I'm used to having a good defense in Minnesota, but I, I feel like your defense depleted for the Lions is very similar to what our defense looks like at least this first week. That's why it's very scary. Yeah, to me. yeah. and like, then you flip it around. We can go obviously Detroit's just, offense versus yeah. the Packers defense. Yeah, I don't think people give the Packers defense enough credit. They are good. They well, are, scored three to thirty-four points against we, them. But again, it was after a while where I don't know if it's one of those. They were very good last year, and people didn't want to give them enough credit just because I think Aaron Rodgers just didn't look good. So, like, yeah, he looked, all he around, yeah. people just think the Packers didn't look good. But guess what? They still won a lot of games in a luckily 20 to 10 game. Like, they were holding more people like 20 to, point. to 17. So, okay. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> they were the second overall seed. In they the, didn't win by two. But they didn't score a lot of points in a lot of games. No, but I, I think the offense is obviously scary. But, I, like, I, I agree that their defense is is solid enough but I think the Lions offense matches up well against them like you guys move the ball well against them right 
yeah, after like, the, like, yes, yeah, after the yeah, fact, maybe. But I mean, well, that and running the running the, the ball too. You had success yeah. early in the game yeah. running the ball. If if Kenny Galladay can can play, this offense is absolutely deep, and I think we are going to get into some positives. I don't want to say this is doom and gloom one hundred percent. Look, I mean, you look at the defense against the Lions defense against the Packers offense. It's scary. It's very very scary, and I mm-hmm. understand that, but. I do believe that the Lions' offense can keep up with them if that's the way that they decide to play this game. Um, and and if Galladay's healthy, it makes a massive difference. And the running game was good for for the Lions. I I don't know. I I don't want to overlook this game and say it's a hundred percent loss because when you have this type of offense, you're going to be in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and we had three cornerbacks out. And we had Collins out. Right. So, I mean, we don't know what this defense looks like Maybe you yet. can get one or two back. Maybe you don't get anybody back. And We're getting Collins back. Look, we know that. Well, true. Collins, Collins is back. Is Barry is helmeted in another and, and then with the from injuries. what I heard today, Trufant and Okuda, are, they're still hopeful about both of them, which doesn't get me I too I don't like Okuda with a hamstring thing. That, that makes me nervous. And his first game like as <laughs> yeah. an NFL, and like, he, he's probably going to have to cover if Trufant's not back. You got to yeah, play Adams. Really Warrior. good luck. Warrior will, will be good luck. I like a Warrior. But, hey, so, just real quick, thank yeah. the Vikings because I don't know how bad the injuries were, but the left and right guards for the Packers are hurt. So maybe we'll get a pass also rush. the defensive tackle. <laughs> the defense tackle Kenny Clark was hurt as well. So if they're all out, guess what? Both guards out on the Packers. Thank you, Vikings. Hey, we got you back, <laughs> yeah, baby. That, NFC that, North. We got to stick together. To take out, to baby. I think I brought that up. Like they're gonna be in a bloodbath. Yeah, maybe you before. can get some pressure on them. But you know what? The, the, Lions, the Lions also gear up for these games. Last year, the Lions had. No business being in the yeah. game at the at the end of the year with the Packers. They were. They they are because this is Lions Packers. They get yeah. for that's, it. That's that's um, the Lions. I, I, I think <laughs> you know seeing Thielen, he had six catches for 110 yards, and if Kenny G can play, uh, I think this wide receiving core is oh, Kenny G can deep. play. Is that is that the expectation? Is he's going to be healthy for week two? In is that my opinion, saying? he is playing. <laughs> that's the, is that he should have played last week, and he's going to play this week. Hamstring right. is no excuse. My tie too. How do you have so many hamstrings? Injuries. Uh, well, you just had two. You guys oh, literally yeah. run for a living, right? Like they, these guys run and they sprint for a living. Grow hamstrings. Well, they should stretch, right? Well, That's well, all they, it takes is well, stretching. I mean, I mean, where does where do the hamstrings Anyways, come from? You grow them. Yeah. I I also like Hawkinson <laughs> the matchup. I think that the tight end could be a, a massive help for for the Lions. That was um, a good matchup. Adrian Peterson. He's open a lot. He, he makes it more of a threat. Who knows what kind of threat, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I you think wanna, special teams. Sorry, yeah. go for it. Well, I, I would really, really want DeAndre Swift to be involved early in this game. Let him forget about what happened. Get him involved early so he's not over there on that sideline feeling nervous. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. the last thing I want for a rookie running back who's good and who we need to be good. <laughs> be good. Yeah, we we're relying on this what guy. Is, where's carry on? I still don't. Where's the? He's what's the way question? too talented to be so terrible? He's know, so man. terrible. Like to me, it's, it's so is he bad? He's no, not. He's bad. he's actually he's been just, good when he's healthy. He's just never been healthy. Yeah. But last uh, was week he, not he looked healthy bad. Last week he looked bad. Last okay. week I, don't I was know gonna why. say, why was he not in the game at the end? I don't know. Like why wasn't he well, making I, that catch at the end? Well, because he Swift's definitely the better receiver out of the backfield. Okay. Um. But but anyways, I I. I think special teams, um, and I don't want to like say Lions special teams are better than the Packers special teams because it's not really a head-to-head matchup. Yeah. It's uh, your special teams is executing, and I think the Lions special teams executed really well. And I think as long as that's the case, um, you it's not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's just don't hurt you special teams. And I I think 
the way that they looked last week is, is awesome. Uh, the way I just look at this game is, is the Lions just need to get healthy in, in the cornerback position to have a chance. I'm not saying they're going to win even if they are healthy. I'm just saying that's the only way you have a chance because if you have these guys, you have these cornerbacks in, in the secondary alone, like Aaron Rodgers is salivating. Yeah. Not having these guys in the game. Yeah, and, and Lazard and those guys for, for Green Bay. Yeah, let's let yeah. them beat us. That, that's the way I'm really thinking about this. Like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can throw it up and throw a perfect ball all he wants, but Lazard had his touchdown last week against the Vikings was pretty awesome. Actually, oh, the catch yeah. was great, yeah, yeah. phenomenal catch. But I would rather I would live with those kinds of touchdowns playing one on one with those guys all day long than I would just letting Aaron Rodgers sit back there for eight seconds and tear us apart. Adams so I want just put some pressure, lock up Adams, and let those other guys beat us. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to bring up is is keep in mind that the same officials that hosted the Lions game <laughs> on cool. Monday Night Football against the Packers last year are the same co- or cool. same referees. So yeah, uh, expect I'm glad that uh, happened. Fairness. Flowers to get his third and fourth hands of the face penalty of his career. Fairness Still first. one of the worst officiating I've ever seen. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Turn my mic off. Written in these walls are the stories that I can explain. I leave my heart open, but it stays right here empty for days. Told me in the morning she don't feel the same about us in her bones. Seems to me that when I die, these words will be written on my stone. And I'll be gone, gone tonight. The ground beneath my feet is open wide. The way that I've been holding on too tight, with nothing in between. The story of my life, I take her home, I dive all night to keep her warm in time. It's frozen. The story of my life, I give her hope, I spend her love until she's broken We're going to touch on the Detroit Tigers because last time we talked, they were 500, two games back. Not so fast. <laughs> Watch out. The last 10, they were, <laughs> they were three and seven. Uh, they are 20 and 26 overall and are five and a half games back from the second wild card uh, with 13-ish or 14 maybe games left. This was before tonight. Um, I think it's safe to say, you know, it was fun. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Um, but lose. Just lose, please. Let's just make that draft pick a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Right? We're not going to do anything. We're not good enough. Uh, it was cute. It was fun. But it is done. And um, <laughs> that, that's basically where I'm at. Um, now, now, I do want to kind of get into 
I'm not going to turn them off. I'm still going to watch because there the, are some prospects mm-hmm. up. There are some arms to keep an eye on. There's actually some um, fun players yeah, so, to watch. And, that, and that's really what I wanted this conversation to be about. It, it, what are we looking at down the stretch? Because it's not going to be about getting in the playoffs. It's going to be about development. And it's going to be about guys that are earning spots for 2021. Yeah, and, and you know what's kind of funny is last week we did not get into Tigers talk, right? But you had him on... You had him on the list, and and you actually had a question on there that I thought was a pretty good question and something to think about is, would you rather have the Tigers lose out for the rest of the year and chase that number one overall pick or make the playoffs? We know they're no good. They're going to lose right away in the first (laughs) First round, and they just get swept in the first round, and they're done. What would you rather have? And I and and I've kind of gone both ways. I started with saying that like you know I'd rather them lose out for the number one overall draft pick future. That that's what we need. And then the other side of it is well you know what if the, if they made the playoffs that means these other guys the hitters that we've been waiting to to see who is going to progress would be stepping up and turning into real big leaguers. Yeah. So then that would be a good sign for the Tigers franchise overall in the end too. And now I'm like you know what either one's fine because like at this point we've seen who who has stepped up. But we also want them to lose, and they're not going to get the number one overall pick. But you know, increase your draft, your 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 draft pick overall. Yeah. So, so I, I'm okay with either one, and I and I kind of like the position the Tigers are in. Are they good? No, they're not good. But we but we're seeing that they're at least professional level. They're not a Triple A team out there playing against big leaguers. Yeah. So keep, so keep keep your thought in mind, and, and you'll go down that road. I just want to share with, with the audience basically where, where we're sitting. So five and a half games back in the the second wild card, uh, six games out of first overall pick though. Um, for, for I think it was Pittsburgh, um, Pirates. So there's only yeah, five. Bad. There's only five teams Red with Sox less. There's there. only five teams with less wins than the Tigers. At least going into today, I think Tigers probably won. Pittsburgh with six less. Boston, Texas, Washington, and Arizona with three. So yeah. The the first overall pick's probably gone. But what about that second overall pick? That is still something to keep an eye on. And look, standings watch for for losses, in my opinion. Like hopefully these guys start winning, we can move down in the rankings and 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 lock up a, a better pick and see where we end up. But but go go down your thought. Like where where were you going with that? And I just want to share that. But yeah, I mean, look again. I think if the Tigers end up winning and they're not close to this first overall pick it's it's because guys like Candelario you know Jonathan Scope he's a guy that you know we don't really care about we ship him out we should have traded him at the deadline it is what it is yep Isaac Paredes Isak, I guess his name is. Isaac. I've been wrong about that for years. It's Isaac. Isak Paredes. <laughs> Again, he needs to step up, and he has been stepping up. Victor Reyes, he's hitting over 300 in the leadoff position. Love it. He's been a stud for this team. If he can, and it's guys like this, diamonds in the rough, where Victor Victor Reyes, we were not counting on him to start this year. At the beginning of the year, we also talked about the Castros, right? Willie Castro was part of that. Willie Castro has been in the bigs, playing shortstop, in place of of injured uh, Goodroom, Good who, who came back today, who who came back, and I hope he does not take Willie Castro's time because Willie Castro has earned it, and and these are guys that like Willie Castro was hitting three thirty seven. He's he's been great. He's hitting out of the five hole. If you can make these guys give them the confidence to be big leaguers going into next year, we already have these draft picks coming up. This this stud class of last year hitters, all hitters, pretty much last year. All hitters again this year. As those guys are growing, we get big time prospects coming up again with these Willie Castros, Jamer Candelarios, uh, Victor Reyes's. These are the guys that we needed to step up to be 
deep in our seven and eight hole. And yeah. that's that's what we've talked about all year long is you would love for you would love for a Jonathan Scope instead of hitting second or fourth in your lineup, you would love to have a Jonathan Scope hitting seventh or yeah. eighth. Yeah. It's what we used to have with Johnny Peralta back that's in the what day. We should have. Yeah. yeah. So so that that kind of brings up a, a, a question here that ha- that happened today. So we have all of these uh these diamonds in the rust, let, let's say. But then so they send down Grayson Griner and we have these these quote unquote prospects that are we're we're trying to learn more about. Why is Grayson Griner getting sent down? And I'm not saying Grayson Griner should should stay up. Good, yeah. But <laughs> why are we calling up Eric Haas or Hayes or whatever his name is, who's not even a top thirty prospect, over I mean, Dylan Dingler, Jake Rogers? Like what is the point of that? I feel like like what you just said is perfect and it's what this this team's been doing. And then this call up seems like wh- why? You had an opportunity to bring up a potential catcher of the future or someone that could produce in in the future, and you bring up a guy that's not even our top thirty prospect, and and we're gonna try to see what he has. Like, what what is the point of that? Well, because it's baseball, and these prospect rankings mean only so much, and mostly they mean a lot for pitchers because it means they have good stuff. But you look at hitters, like a guy, if, you know, if Jake Rogers is not hitting. He's not going to start suddenly hitting and figuring everything out at the big league level. That's not how baseball works. So if Eric Haas is our best option and you want to see what we have in Eric Haas, a, a random player in the system, then I'm I'm all for that. I don't think I don't think that's something to get hung up on because they're going to take the next guy available. It's not like they're keeping Casey Mize down, who is clearly the next best option for the pitching staff at the time. They're not bringing up some random guy like Eric Haas in place of him. This is a Jake Rogers. It's not like Jake Rogers is a huge prospect in the Detroit system. So I don't don't know if that really answers your question or not, but I'm kind of of on the same boat. So like the rankings can be a little skewed and again, you look at an organization, they see things a whole lot more than what whoever ranks these whatever it is like okay you're right like dylan dingler to us that's probably the most talented we've seen the most talent come from that person but yes dylan dingler could be hitting i mean if there was minor leagues right now and everything he could be hitting 200 with one home run and whatever we're still going to have him eighth because we know what he can do whereas i might have eric haas here who's guess what he's hitting hotter he's been playing very well when he's ready for his chance, and, right? Yeah, yeah. So, they, they're and they're that's at just, different levels. That's exactly point. where it's at. Where yeah. it just they can see the where they're at in their head and where they're at in their overall talent level. Eric Haas might they might see him more pro ready than Darren Dingler. So like, yeah, that's the only reason you're not just going to th- always throw your best prospect. Okay, guess what? He's our eighth guy, and not our twelfth. So we're going to throw him in there. Well, and and a really good example of that is you know we brought up Daz Cameron. Over the last week, and what has he done? Daz Cameron is hitting <laughs> so zero fifty. So zero fifty. He's not hitting one hundred. Why? Why is he not hitting one hundred? Because he's overmatched. He's not ready for big league hitting. Is he a talented young guy? Yeah. He. This guy could step up and be a an outfielder of the future, but he's not ready yet. One for twenty. <laughs> one, one for twenty. I saw the one hit though. Oh, did, was prom- it good? Promising. Solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We need to move him up in our move prospect rank. Is there a level above MLB? Because he needs to go to that next level. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just felt like it was a good opportunity for Jake Rogers to to come back and try to redeem himself from from his poor poor play last year. Yeah. And I would I would have liked to see the opportunity. I get it. I understand the 
you know, the aspects of, of baseball. I, I really do, but it just like why in this situation it just seemed like the wrong situation. It's yeah. wrong decision in my opinion, but um yeah, like, I like understand you guys what you guys said I mean you guys they know better than I do. And I understand yeah. that, but I, I think it is worth worth questioning. Look, I I want everybody to look at this team a little bit differently if we can have some of these young hitters come up at the same time as these other ones developing and put together uh you know add two veteran hitters to this along with a pitching staff that has the potential like turnbull boyd michael fulmer if he can ever f- turn hold, it around yeah, hold on we'll get to pitch well casey <laughs> well, mize t- casey mize Tarek skubal and then the young guys like uh like uh well even Ter- you know tyler alexander that's i'm not counting jordan zimmerman zimmerman in this he's I, not part of the future well he's not part of the future at all <laughs> Please, but no. and this is not <laughs> alex fiedo this is not alex fiedo this not, is yeah. this is not uh matt manning so we still have this pitching staff is ready to go to, to still break out at any time you know if we, so again Focus on the hitting. Are we finding these guys, these big league hitters, to fill the roles that we need in the future? Go. All right, guys. So you know that music. It is time to jump into our picks. But before... Before we do that, I want to jump in and make sure that we give a little shout out to De Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for the picks of the week. Uh, I want to remind everyone to stop into two De Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. The family-friendly atmosphere is perfect for whatever you have going on. And if you mention State of My Sports, you can get a little nice discount when you carry out on a growler or get your first pint when you dine in. Whatever your beer of choice is, we are sure De Hops will have... Uh, something that you will like just as much if not more keep an eye out for some of their great beers at your favorite local beer store or if you can carry out a six-pack of their double dry hopped new england ipa seven secrets stand delicious which is delicious which is also their incredible uh, juicy ipa it's packed with mosaic hops to create notes of pineapple and citrus soft on the palate great mouth feel like i would i would always want to say and has just enough bitterness to pull you back in for another sip or check out their World Beer Championship Silver Medal Award-winning Shadow Box, which Sam is drinking today. It's their dark lager. is also being sold in six-packs now. If you are not in the Walker area to carry out a six-pack, be sure to ask your favorite beer store to start carrying their great beer. And if you haven't started yet, Dops Brewing Company Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020, so please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Let's go. Well done, well done. We got our picks, and I love doing our picks. But before we get into those, let's talk about the results. So Micah and Kyle are leading the way. They are three and two. They went three and two. That doesn't seem right. Uh, Ryan, you went one and four, not four and one. Sorry. I about see that. four and one. I thought no, that looked I, pretty I, good. That was wrong. I haven't have to change that. And I uh, went two and three. So uh, it's wide open. You want to bump the volume a little bit? I want to get that bump up. Yeah. Or actually, that's not. Your, that was not your fault. That was. It's fading out. Yeah, it was fading out. Uh, so we will start. Browns on Thursday night are hosting the Bengals. Uh, they are plus six. We got Micah. He took the Bengals. Kyle took the Bengals. Jarrett, who do you got in this game and why? So in this game, I actually I really liked what the Bengals kind of did. I this why are we rating this game? Because it's Thursday. <laughs> we always the do Thursday. Oh, it is a Thursday night yeah, game. That is true. Game. 
Um, but I know. I think the Browns are going to win just, again, straight from experience. I do think talent level, they do have more talent. Uh, but Plus six? I do. I think plus six. I think it's going to be 24-21 Browns. Uh, so the Bengals will actually get plus six. So you I'm going Bengals plus six, but the Browns will win the game. All right, Ryan, what about you? Dang, this makes me want to pick the Browns really badly to make up some ground. <laughs> That is the only reason why I'm going to pick them, but the Browns. I'm going to pick them. Wow, okay. I like the Browns. I think I, – I, I, you, I you like what they did week one? I don't like what they did week one, but <laughs> they look terrible. all in all, I think they're going to be a good team when push comes to shove, and I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a pretty good year. Um, they have so much talent, and they just are not a good team. I think the Bengals win – or sorry, the Browns win easily. Easily. Wow. This game. All right, so we'll jump down to uh, Seahawks, who are hosting the Patriots. Patriots getting points, which is has to be rare. Uh, Micah, he took the Seahawks to cover the four. Kyle took the Patriots. Jarrett, what about you? I honestly, legit think this is going to be a push. I think. <laughs> Wait, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Four. Can you do that? The Seahawks are going to win. I mean, you can do that. Yeah, That's I mean, fine. You want to push be. it? Line no, or? no, I'm not going to push it. That's a terrible <laughs> move. I'm, a, um, I'm actually going to go Patriots plus four. Uh, I might go the same way. I think Seahawks might win 24 uh, 21. I think the Patriots are better than what people give them credit for. I. This whole Brady with the it. Bucks thing. I gotta see it. I think Belichick was the reason behind the winning, and he will find a way. Their defense is very, very good. Cam's uh, whatever, but Seahawks will win, but closer than the experts think. All right, Ryan, where are you at in this one? I'm going Seahawks on this one. Did you see they put up Dang 38 <laughs> points against the Falcons? Like this team can score in in New Falcon? England. Sorry, go ahead. What? Well, New England scored what? What did they score? Like 21? 21 or something like that. It was 21? ugly. It was, it, it was really slow in the first yeah. half. Yep. So I think this game could get away from the Patriots if they don't come to score points early on. I, I think th- I think the Seahawks could put something on them. And Russell Wilson, good luck. You know, once he gets a, once he gets a lead, good luck coming back. Yeah, I got the Seahawks uh, covering the four points. I, 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 I until I see it against a true NFL team other than, other than Miami Dolphins. I, I'm not going to buy into the Patriots, and I'm sorry. I, I'm probably wrong to do that. Their defense is still good, but I don't know. I, I, I think Seahawks going to win this game pretty easily. Uh, so Monday night we got Saints minus 5.5 at the Raiders. Micah took the Saints. Kyle took the Saints. Jarrett, where are you going? Where are you feeling this one? I'm going to follow suit. I think the Saints are just a lot better than the Raiders. I, The Raiders are getting better. They're getting there, um, but I don't think it's to the talent level of the Saints yet. I think Saints win 28-21, little touchdown game here. So close. I love the game in the Death Star. I think it's going to be fun to watch just because it's the new stadium. But uh, give me the Saints, minus five and a half. Ryan? Yeah, Saints all the way. I just think uh, they're just too good. And they just, they were tested week one against the Buccaneers. It, it doesn't matter a really. Bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can say a little bit, but they actually earned that a little bit. No, you know, I, they, no I agree. Yeah, yeah, so I think there was a lot of pressure on them. Week one, um, their offense came and showed, and their defense is pretty good too. So I think I think the Raiders are going to have their hands full going Saints. Look, I, Michael Thomas is out. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. I but did. Michael Thomas is out. I think the Raiders are actually a really good team. I think they were one of my more underrated teams that I picked early on um, in, in our season preview. I think they at least cover the five and a half. I, I don't know. I, I, I really like what the Raiders are doing. Uh, call me crazy, which I am. 
Um, so here we are. I mean, uh, they beat the Panthers, number right? Se- yeah, that's a good one. Miami Hurricanes are plus two and a half at number 18, Louisville. We got some college football. We got some college football here. Yeah, any, up- throw any, me off. any update? <laughs> like, love it. This is the first time, and then this might be the last time until we get some real good matchups. But all right, Micah took the Hurricanes. Kyle said Miami wins outright. Jarrett, what, are you, what about you, buddy? Yeah, this is going to be a tight one. I think both these teams are pretty talented. Not as talented as the experts think, but at the same time, they are playing football, and that's they saying something. So <laughs> that's good enough uh, for us. That's it. I'll take it. Who's ranked higher, Ohio State <laughs> or Miami and Louisville? <laughs> oh, yeah, Ohio State's ranked like four or three or something. They're not even playing. It's so funny. I don't get the rankings whatsoever. Yeah, but anyway, it makes less sense it than ever. Makes no sense <laughs> but if they were playing, they'd be really good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> promise. Well, if my aunt had a penis, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go, I actually, I think Hurricanes are going to need the points, just the plus two and a half, but they will lose the game. Uh, I think Louisville wins 30 to 28, so close, but Miami gets the points. All right. Ryan. Yeah, Louisville's going to win this game 42-17. Not even close. So confident. I won't even be mad. Screw Miami. (laughs) It's going to be spot on, guys. Watch. Oh, man, I hope you're exactly right because you had no research going into that game. (laughs) And that's okay because I had none either. I'm just taking the underdog Miami. I have no idea why. I haven't watched any college football. I'm not sure I will unless the big cat. Miami's ranked 17. Are they the underdogs? (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah, Miami's underdog, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care until Big Ten starts playing. So. Yeah, I know. I feel you. Which is soon. Yeah, hopefully. We'll <laughs> see. We, we'll see. We'll know by new or probably midnight the announcement. Yeah, yeah it's going to be yeah. immediately it's usually after usually what happens Jared, with our are you, podcast. Are you keeping track of this? Are you looking I, for I it? I keep trying to look. <laughs> there right. has not been There's anything. Nothing. So this I'm is State of My this. Sports, which means you will get this information <laughs> one week after it comes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Immediately after this podcast. Every it's like every big news comes out. Yeah. All right, so, so the last last big news of this week's uh, we got the picks here. Uh, Lions plus five and a half against the Packers. Micah surprisingly took the Packers. I did not see that coming. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, that's Kyle took the Packers. Jarrett, you have better news for me or no? <laughs> oh, no, dude. I think it? Packers. Uh, I'm saying it's going to be thirty to twenty Packers. I think it, and that's that's me being lenient towards the Lions. Um, I do think the Packers' offense will roll all over the defense. It's just a matter of the Lions scoring points. I think they'll they'll have some success, but I think the Packers are overall just a much better team. Again, with the injuries, the defense, the offense, the the inefficiency with uh, red zone, thirty to twenty. Give me the pack, Ryan. What do you think, Sam? Should we go for it? Oh, <laughs> go, for, go for a dub Dang here. It. You want me to go first? No, I'll take this one. Um, Lions are going to lose this game. <laughs> That's that's the way I've, I feel about this. Okay, what about the five and it a half? Hurts, it hurts me. Uh, what I want is for Stafford to be a dangerous, desperate Stafford. Okay. And a desperate Stafford's a good thing for the Lions. I'm still going to pick the Packers, though. To cover the five <laughs> and a half as well? I just don't think with the injuries that we have, I don't think that we're going to – Oh man, I'm feel like I feel like Oprah. I feel like Oprah because you get a loss. You get a loss. Micah gets a loss. Kyle gets a loss. Lions are covering. Lions are winning. It's gonna be one and one. They're winning outright, baby. Oh my gosh. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, you are. It's beer. That's what makes (laughs) me feel that way. Lions cover. 
Lions win. One and one. Man, I, I want to join you. You want to? You can switch it. I do we still want have to. ink left in the pen. Really? You can switch if you want. No, I'm The in music's this, almost done. No, I'm in so this minute. I'm going to stick with the Packers. Packers. All right, he's sticking with the Packers. That is the end of our pick segment. So it is time to grade our Michigan beer for episode 72. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, uh, right between Grand Valley State's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive. Campus or campus? <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just roll with it, guys. Uh, I told you this would be a fun episode. Uh, the short drive for whatever or for what they have I'm to offer. <laughs> Whether you know what you want or need some help from the expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for it. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beer across our great nation. They are individually priced. You can mix and match to build your own six-pack. And Kyle's not here to, to chime in on that, but that's a big deal. They, they were one of the first ones <laughs> were, to do that. Yeah. Uh, they not only have a great selection of craft beer, especially wine, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Sissy Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. The largest wow. selection. So that's still honored. something I, I want to check out. Yeah, we're gonna have like to go all those. Yeah, yeah. I want to start wine or some beer. Wine. wine. Okay. I think so. Yeah, beer's too easy. Everybody does it. We yeah. love that Siciliano's <laughs> Market is part of the Never state of my it. sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beer for each and every episode. Please check them out and let them know we sent you, Jarrett. Do you need like advice on how to do a beer grade? Oh, like, do you want not. Ryan? Do you want Ryan to go first? Or you got I've done this? one before. You got Just it? Don't do even grades. You you're good. It? I've done one before. It was a six point nine. Classic. Six, yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Predictable. <laughs> Been there. All right, I've got a couple <laughs> grades here to do for these. So uh, I have Haze and Blue, again, from both of these beers are from Big Lake Brewing. Uh, both are juicy New England IPAs. Uh, but I have the Haze and Blue and then a Sparty Party, which for Michigan reasons, obviously, Michigan versus Michigan State. Uh, but I have two ratings here, so yeah, I grade them, baby, grade them. All right, so I went to Michigan State for a couple of years, so I'm a little biased towards the old Sparty Party. But but you started out this podcast saying you're unbiased. I'm not. I am unbiased, and I'm just going strictly off of taste. I am going to go the Sparty Party with a six point four, which isn't great, but it's still decent. Um, I think it's good, but again, nothing that overwhelmed me by any means nothing that really like i won't ever need to get a sparty party ever again i rated a 6.4 because michigan state versus michigan in football the last 10 games is six and four so that's, that's can you turn his mic off i think it's i think he said <laughs> four and six <laughs> anyways uh yeah there we go perfect you can mute it <laughs> Uh, but the Hazen Blue, I actually, it is very refreshing. Um, it's a good beer with the blueberries. It is so good. It, it does. So mi- the Sparty Party doesn't really have any hint of anything. Um, I think it says it is a New England IPA brewed with Amarillo and Mandarina hops. Yeah. Um, which it just tastes yeah. very normal to yep. me. That is yep. a normal beer. How about the mouth? Good, feel? but How's not that? bad. It's fantastic mouth. Feel. Oh, nice. It's wet. Uh, <laughs> it's wet it's my moist. Mouth. <laughs> uh, but Gross. the, <laughs> but the haze and blue, 
They included, it is a New England IPA featuring citra and mosaic hops. That's so much better. And brewed with real blueberries, yeah. which that, the addition of it, it's not overwhelming with blueberries. I actually think that even in the fall, like people would think this is a summer beer, but even in the fall, it would taste very good because the blueberry hint is, it's minimal, but you can still taste it. I gave the Hazen Blue an 8.1 because- Wow. Ohio State is eight and one versus oh, Michigan the last nine games. Oh <laughs> I knew we should have cut them off. But great beer. Last I, nine. Listen, it was last nine games. You couldn't to, have just made it a ten. No, because then it, it was, was a eight, nine two. one, and I didn't want. Oh. That's a high ranking. That's a very high ranking. So no, I good. went eight one. Eight great. One. Right. Between the two, Michigan wins. Haze and blue. Well, we had, we knew that. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Ryan, you got two two beers to grade. I do. Yeah. Tonight. Thanks to Siciliano's Market. Yeah, so the first one, Toasted Brunette Coconut Brown Ale from Trail Point Brewing Company. You know what? If this was just a standard, like a blonde type of beer, I think I think the beer itself is actually pretty good, but I could not get past the coconut. I think the coconut flavor in the background, it just left a bad taste in my mouth, literally, and I, I could not get past it. It was like one of those things where... I wanted this beer to be good, and then I just every time I came back from where I was like, "Oh man, do I have to finish this?" <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I mean, Never I did, good for the yeah, Jeez. but Never I did good. though. Oh, man. So I, you know what? I mean, even a six point one might be too high, but that's what I wrote down. So that's what I'm going to go with six point one. Disappointing with potential. Just get rid of the yeah. coconut. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, basically, That's the whole point I think we've the graded beer. their beer that didn't have the like basically the exact same thing without. The- <laughs> well, all right, well, maybe you didn't. I don't remember. No, I didn't. I, I think it was better without the coconut. But anyways, right. next. next next one, strawberry kiwi grindage is what we agreed to say. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Grand Armory Brewing Company, uh, or just brewing, Grand Armory Brewing. You know what? I, I actually expected this beer to be way too sweet. Way too much flavor and like a syrupy type of taste, and I did not get any of that. This this actually really surprised me. It had a really good crisp flavor to it. It it was um, how did you describe it, Sam? It was like a good um, tart. Yeah, good tart taste it was, to it. The, the but it wasn't help. like it was. It wasn't sweet. It's really well balanced. Yeah, like between the the sweetness and the tartness. Like it, it is absolutely perfect. And Very good. The percentage is like twenty five percent. I think. I think That's so. That's why Ryan dropped it. I but. think. I think it was. But no, I I was very impressed with this. Um, I'm gonna give it a a really good one. I would come back to this. I'm gonna give it an eight one. All right. So That's I kind of no, had I a like good grade. Six, Six one and eight one. Solid Extremes grade. on both sides. All right. I am drinking. I'm gonna start with um, Shadowbox from a familiar name. Uh, the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, established in 2017 here in Walker, Michigan, one of the great sponsors of this great podcast. Um, I don't know which one I'm lying about, probably the podcast. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, Shadowbox, I mean, they yeah. they won a silver medal in in uh, the uh, 2004 Winter Olympics. No, <laughs> it was sorry, 2019 uh, beer championships. Uh, they they won the silver they were, medal. They were juicing with this. It was uh good for Literally. them. Literally, great great award winning. Uh, oh, right, it's right on the can. Who would have thought? All right, so it's two, <laughs> 2019 U.S. Open Beer thought. Championship silver medalist, 2019 Beer Awards USA's Best Dark Lager, 
2019 World Beer Championship silver medalist in 2019 uh, GIBCC's silver medalist as well. So this is a very good beer. It's it's something to write home about. It's something to write home about, say. as Kyle would say. <laughs> I want to give this a nice seven eight. And this is, is not fair this is not your style. I it's know, not my style. I know it's not something yeah. that you would normally go to. It's not something that you would ever order because you're like, you know, intrigued by it or anything. But this that's definitely something that I would go for. And I think you love that beer. I do. I do. I and yeah. I, I've given it really good grades in the past. But I think it's a pretty good grade for something that's like it's uh, not my style. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, Star Chicken Shotgun IPA, which is from Greenbush. Uh, brewing company. So on the can it says uh, company in Chicago, Illinois, but they have a Sawyer location. Uh, thank you for looking that up, Jared, and thank you, Katie, for pointing that out um, so nicely when we got it wrong last time. Uh, but anyway, like I think this is a good IPA. Uh, the other Greenbush, I did drink it on the side. It was solid. Um, this is much better with the, the IPA style. I'm also going to go with another 7.8. Is that fair to do? You just Why did. not? I just did it. Yeah. Can, can Make I your do own that? Rules. I mean, it's my. It, I mean, Make not your my own rules, podcast. My it's our podcast, but I mean, it's basically yours. You guys call me the CEO, so yeah. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with that. And president. But, uh, president, CEO. Uh, I mean, you, you it's guys all part can of the keep plan to just boost me. his confidence. That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is you what tried. the podcast is for: is just to boost my confidence yeah. because I don't have a lot of it. All right, so this ended really well. Thank you guys for recording. Jarrett, thanks for jumping in, being a part of this. Uh, Ryan, thank you as always. You bet. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Love y'all. Peace. We can see where things go naturally.